The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you were predicting the Golden State Warriors would implode without Kevin Durant in the lineup, and it didn't happen in Game 2, a boat race situation by the Bay. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, the vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Back at it again. And I was watching uh, all the NBA activity on uh, the the night that was on a random (laughs) Wednesday. And a lot of garbage time in the Golden State game. And the Portland Trailblazers, who matched punch for punch the Golden State Warriors. The Blazers were right there in game one, right? Back and forth they went. Uh, Game two, that was a TKO in the uh, first round. I did make it pretty far in the game. I I flipped it off when it was 94-64. And I'm proud of that, that I stayed. I didn't stay with it the whole way. You know, uh, guys like Eddie and other people like that be like, oh, you should have watched the whole game. You could have seen a great comeback. 
No, it was 94-64. I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. But uh, the, the question here is going to be obvious that's going to be raised by this. They, they played two games, the Warriors, against the Portland Trailblazers. In the first game, with Kevin Durant in the lineup, it was a tight game. It was a game where the Blazers hung around, and uh, they, they were right there, standing tall. They muscled up against the, the Warriors. And a game Golden State pulled out in the fourth quarter. And in the second game, without Kevin Durant in the lineup, out getting a little rest, the Golden State Warriors looked a, a million times better for the bulk of the game. They they held the Portland Trailblazers to 12 points in the third quarter. 12 in 12 minutes. And now they'll go back to Portland for the next couple of games. It's really a one-game series now. We kind of know how this works, right? The, the Blazers... If they have any fight left, they will come out and they will bust some chops, if you will, in the game three this weekend. And if not, if they lose that game, then this is a sweep and then the Warriors will sit back and get more of the rest. But the the Kevin Durant angle, are the Golden State Warriors better without Kevin Durant? Now, the obvious uh, knee-jerk reaction is, of course not. Kevin Durant was the leading candidate in the MVP race the beginning of the year in the NBA, and then he fell off because he got hurt, and the ball-washing crowd for Russell Westbrook took over. <laughs> he just had the worst fourth quarter in the in the history of the, the playoffs, arguably, uh, last night. More on that later. But the, the Durant conundrum is a really good subplot to the Warrior-Blazer matchup and the health of Kevin Durant. And Durant, we know he didn't play in the game on Wednesday because he had a strained left calf. But I wanted to get into that because the the Warriors originally said that Kevin Durant was merely suffering from cramping during game one. Turns out that was fake news. That was a lie by the Golden State Warriors. They lied to you. How dare them? No, I'm not going to get it. It's a sports lie, so we don't get all worked up. right? We like sports lies. We're cool with sports lies. Uh, so, it, again, it turned out Durant has a strained calf. At least that's what they're saying. Who knows what to believe? And Steve Kerr tried to downplay all this. He said that the Warriors were erring on the side of caution. Right, they, were, they were taking the, the safe road on this. But the question with Durant that needs to be asked, with Durant missing a playoff game, does that mean something? Or is this just you know reaching at something because there's nothing else to discuss between these two teams, the Blazers and the Warriors. I think it's definitely something that the Warriors have to worry about and and not quite panic, but real close to panic. And I'll, I'll tell you why. All right, let me explain why. To begin with, what it tells me and should tell you, Golden State executives don't trust Kevin Durant's body. Right, you can say, oh, you're just being a blowhard in the radio. Maybe that's true, but... It does shoot the messenger all you want, but the reality is if the Warriors felt that Kevin Durant was tough enough, his body was strong enough, he certainly would have played. It's a playoff game. Are we now at the point where you're you're resting because of fatigue in the playoffs? Have we reached that point now? Because that's next, right? Starts in the regular season, and then it's like, well, we only really need to win four games, so we don't have to play all four games. We can rest our star players a couple of games in a playoff series as long as we win the four games. So the Warriors are putting up a very nice facade around Durant that it's not a big deal, don't worry. 
But as a skeptic, I don't believe it. We've already caught the Warriors in one lie when they said that Durant had cramping, and we now now know that that wasn't the case. They say it's a left calf injury, but what if it's something else? What if it's the knee injury kind of popping up again? It's just words, folks. So you, know, you, you can swallow all of this whole, say, I take everything. I, you know, it's wonderful. I, I believe everything I'm being told. And I work with people like that that aren't skeptical, that believe everything they're told. They think everything's uh, being all, everyone's being honest to them and, and no one's trying to pull a fast one. But you'd have to agree that clearly Durant is in a fragile place right now. The Slim Reaper has to be handled with kid gloves by the Golden State Warriors. We played two playoff games. He had to miss one, and he came out of the first game. So there's a sign above his locker. It says, caution, delicate body, handle with care, right above the locker of Kevin Durant. Now, in addition, this is where I feel the story is and why it is something. Because the the dilemma is not that the Warriors can win without Kevin Durant. They just boat raced the Portland Trailblazers and humiliated Portland. Ran them up and down the court. The second half was unwatchable. It was clearly one team was the varsity and the other one was the freshman. So that's not the, the, the problem or the conundrum for Golden State. The issue is when some other things start popping up as we go deeper into the playoffs. The NBA finals aren't going to be wrapped up until June. And there are some other players that have a very questionable injury history. Some of the other weaker stars on the Golden State Warriors that are known to go down, they slip on wet spots, they hurt their knee here, they get suspended for kicking guys in the nuts. And you're in denial if you don't think that the Durant injury and the fact that he is – he has to be handled specially with kid gloves, as I said, is not something. Patrick McCaw was the guy that filled in for Kevin Durant. And obviously in this game it didn't who? matter. I don't, I, I don't know who that is. I've never heard of I don't know. I don't know. Never heard of him. I don't know. I watched the game, but I don't know who he is, uh, which is something. But the last observation, Golden State is going to, they're going to ride through their share of obstacles. It's going to happen along the way. It's not going to be smooth sailing. You're, you're not going to be able to smash every opponent the way you did the Portland Trailblazers. So with Kevin Durant not being able to play every single game in the playoffs, and I think that's fair to say that he likely will miss other games in the postseason because the, the Warriors think that they've figured out the human body. They believe that they have so much advanced data that they know when the body is going to break down. And they know. Take that for data. Yeah, they know how to protect people and, and all that. Keep an eye on it. So all I'm saying is keep an eye on it. Remember this conversation. Remember this as we go further. You say, oh, no, it's just Maller being a jackass on the radio. And maybe that's true, again, but that doesn't mean I'm wrong. That does not mean I am wrong. Now, the matchup in the other series of note with all, I would say all due respect, but there's really no respect to the Washington Wizards and the Atlanta Hawks. It's just not moving the needle. But the Houston Rockets and Oklahoma City and Russell Westbrook. Now I got, I, I'm going to go full Westbrook later on in the show. I don't want to go full Westbrook now. Let's just say if I were to sum up what I witnessed in the game last night between Oklahoma City and Houston, it would be 
vindication would be the word because all of those Mallor monologues and all of that ranting and all that raving that I've been doing the last couple of weeks, really the last couple of months of the NBA regular season about the MVP race, which was, I'll admit, it was one of my go-to talking points on the show, I feel vindicated the first two games. And if you watched the fourth quarter of Oklahoma City and Houston and saw what Russell Westbrook did in the fourth quarter, that's your MVP? He shouldn't even finish in the top three the way he played in that fourth quarter. It was embarrassing. And there's Reggie Miller slobbering all over Russell Westbrook. I know it's the UCLA thing, the fraternity of Bruins and all that. I get it. But if you're in a place and you're calling a game, I know these guys are all shills. They're all marketing people for the leagues they work for. I get that. I understand how it works. You're partners in business. You can't say anything negative about anybody, God forbid, uh, unless you're Barkley and then you have to be like the clown prince of the NBA. But but Reggie Miller, I was watching, it, it ruined my experience. Watching the game, I was like, he, he was lining up excuses the entire fourth quarter. It's like, well, I think Oklahoma City's going to lose, but but it's not going to be Westbrook's fault as he misses every shot he takes just about. It's not going to be his fault. It's going to be someone else's fault. And and you know, blame everybody else. Uh, blame everybody else. But we'll get more into it later. But to the biblically bad, historically terrible, God-awful, disgusting fourth quarter performance. In fact, you could argue the worst fourth quarter performance. The worst fourth quarter performance of all time in the NBA. You can make that argument, and you would not necessarily be wrong to say that we just witnessed the biggest bowel movement in a fourth quarter in the history of the NBA. But, you know, defend your guy. Go ahead, defend him. I'm on the right side of the argument. I'm on the James Harden side. James Harden and the Rockets are 2-0. and But I know, winning doesn't matter and all that. I, I realize that. All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox. The good thing about all this, this NBA conversation, is the NBA Finals, the projected start date of the NBA Finals is June 1st. That's a Thursday, which is still 42 days away. So we still have 42 days to go before the beginning of the festivities for the NBA Finals. All right, Ben Maller's show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Garcia is away. I guess Ralph, uh, I think Ralph is here. And- Cruising <laughs> down the street in my 6'4". Yeah, Ralph's not real talkative. And Danny G's here and Koopa Loop as well. 877-99 on Fox if you would like to be part. 877-996-6369. It's a shame that, uh, that Eddie couldn't make it tonight because I was going to do a whole hour in hour number three on hockey. Uh, but Eddie's not here, so we can't. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't do that. But I was all prepared. I had my notes. I was ready to break down the Capitals' win over the Maple Leafs and that over, you know, the, the uh, Ottawa Senators' one nothing win over the Bruins. And Ottawa now went away from advancing. And the Minnesota Wild get back uh, into their series, although they're still down 3-1 to one to St. Louis. I was going to talk about all that. The Ducks flying, but I can't. I mean, Eddie's not here. Give a guy an opportunity to talk hockey, and he chooses not to show up to work. It's unfortunate. Are you going to do Puck the World yourself then? Well, I I think it would be disrespectful to Eddie uh, because Eddie's not here. So the fact that that Eddie uh, couldn't make it, and I I know he's got a good reason not to be here, but it kind of changes the the flow of the show. We went through the 
the rundown. We did the, the live walkthrough. Uh, we went over all our notes, and we had prepared to uh, break down hockey. That's what we were going to do. It's going to do a whole tribute. I was. I was going to talk about that four-goal first period for the Capitals and how impressive that was. Can't do it now. It's no, no point. All right, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And there was a story going around that you might have seen. Uh, you might have seen this if you've been on social media the last day or so. And the people that were spreading this narrative got it's a sports story. They got smashed in the end. It was one of the great flash knockouts I have ever seen in my life, and we'll talk about that. We'll get to it. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join the Knuckleheads on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. Message the Maller Posse. Follow me, Ralph Irvin, at Ralph Irvin FSR. The doctor said I wouldn't have so many nosebleeds if I kept my finger out of there. He's cocky, but I like it. Now back to Ben Maller. Matt writes in, he says, I thought the MVP was a regular season award, Ben. Why are you saying these games justify your point against Westbrook? Because the same things that are happening in the playoffs happen during the regular season. This is vindication, Matt, because what's happening here from Russell Westbrook, who's stat stuffing, even in the playoffs, and his horrible late-game performance, he's Allen Iverson on steroids. That's what Russell Westbrook is. And I know that's an outdated reference now, but Allen Iverson, people loved him too. He shot a bunch of shots. He was not revered the way that Russell Westbrook is. If only the 76ers could have manufactured a triple-double season. Allen Iverson could have gotten a triple-double playing for the 76ers back in the day uh, for the season if he'd wanted to, if they had if they had jerry-rigged the thing the way that Oklahoma City has. But the, the fact that the general population of basketball, many of them have been blinded to what's going on, it, it's frustrating. It's like when you know how a magic trick's done and you say, hey, here's how the magic trick's being done, and everyone chooses to ignore you. And they're like, no, 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 no. I, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't. I like the way the magic trick's being performed. I don't want to know. I said, well, but no, it's not really. A, it's not a trick. It's, it's, it's. Here's what's going on. Here's, a, here's the move. And the people, no, no, I don't want to. I don't want to hear. Uh, ben Maller show on Fox now, getting owned, getting owned. We take you now to the White House, uh, a place I. I could have been there, actually. The, uh, the radio show that I was uh, was on last year, uh, that I, I, possibly going there and doing some, some radio work in Boston, the morning show that I was on last year, very briefly, uh, they were at the White House with the Patriots, right? They were there hanging out. And so, in theory, I could have ended up, if I had gone back, I would have ended up going to the White House, which would have been a cool thing. It's on my bucket list to go to the White House. Um, instead... I sat around in my underwear all day and watched TV. So, but very similar, very similar experience to going to the White House. But the New York Times, did you see this? I hope you saw this. This was all over the place. Like the New York Times, in their newsroom, they were slapping high fives. They're like, we got Trump. We got Trump. And what did they do? They had a photo 
of the 2015 Patriots visit to the White House, to the West Lawn at the White House, and there's President Obama surrounded by a bunch of Patriot players, and the the Patriot Party is standing on the stairs around the White House. There's a very impressive photo. There's a lot of people there. And then right below it, they put a photo of this year's Patriots trip, and it it's a very small, small uh, photo. It's kind of like uh, the full-size school bus and the short bus. You know, if you were to compare the two things, they're both buses, but one's much smaller. And so this led to like a victory lap in the New York Times newsroom and uh, people that hate Trump and, you know, the people upset that Hillary Clinton didn't win. They were like, oh, man, this is great. <laughs> Pointing fingers. And then after that, a few hours later, the New England Patriots responded in one of the most delicious flash knockouts of anyone, the Patriots responded. They said those photos that the New York Times put out there lacked context. They pointed out the fact is in 2015, over 40 football staff were on the stairs at the White House. In 2017, those 40 members of the football staff for the Patriots were on the South Lawn. They were seated on the South Lawn. They weren't standing on the stairs. So... Uh, that is ownership of the uh, New York Times. That's and and this is you know they, they're one of those people who talk about you know, fake news and spreading false narratives. <laughs> they were trying to spread a false narrative all day, and they thought they got they thought they got a good one. They thought they got a good one, and they got owned. They got absolute. Of course, not many people read the New York Times very much anymore. But those that do, it's uh, slightly embarrassed. Yes, hail to the chief. Does anyone believe that Tom Brady? Really had a family situation, and that's why he didn't go to the White House? No. You know what Tom Brady had? He has a marriage, and his woman, his wife there, which I guess they're, are they still in love, Giselle and Tom? Well, that's that's up for other people to decide, but Giselle is uh, raging against the machine. So even though Brady's like buddies with Trump, he can't go to the White House because his wife would have a hissy fit if he showed up. I I'm guessing that's more likely the scenario as to why Tom Brady was nowhere to be seen. Right? He can give lip service to anything he wants about, you know, here's why I wasn't there. And I I find that hollow. I think the the real backstory on that is simply the fact that he didn't want not want to deal with the blowback uh, in his house. Let's go to Paul, who's in Boston on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Paul. Good evening, Ben Mallard. How are you, my friend? We haven't heard from you in a while, Paul. Where have you been? I'm busy, trapped in a failing school, and being murdered to death. But, Ben, this is a tragedy. Well, hey, one quick point. Uh, Tom put out a quote. Thank you so much, Trump, for all your support. Took the wind out of that sail. And imagine Aaron Hernandez writes 316 on his board and hangs himself while the team is at the White House. Talk about a terrible day in football history. Well, here's some people were saying like the Patriots shouldn't go to the White House. Aaron Hernandez is a former employee. He hasn't worked for that company in years. And right. he killed someone. I think they absolutely should have. They did the right thing going, going to the White House. Can you imagine if every business in America was judged off what former employees do for that business? <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 I, I mean, that's, you, you, know, you know how many goofballs have worked at Fox Sports Radio, for example, over the years and gone <laughs> on to do terrible things? 
Do you think we should shut down the business when they do something stupid? How dare you talk about your 30 former producers that way? <laughs> well, they just steal my stuff at other radio shows during the day. and They, they figure I'm sleeping, and then I won't find out about it. Did you see that in Cleveland? Uh, one of the guys in Cleveland said so they stole uh, one of our bits on the, uh, on the radio in Cleveland. Yes, Paul, you had something else brilliant to add. Yes, Paul? Yes, Ben. I, I will put my poetry aside and bring my sports journalist with this one point. I want you to realize, and the Mallard Nation to realize that, now that Aaron, Aaron killed himself, the Massachusetts law says he died before his appeal came up. Therefore, they're going to vacate his judgment. And Odom Lloyd and that poor kid he shot in the face, and these last two people, they get nothing on a civil claim. Talk yeah. about well, they do because Aaron Hernandez is going to rot. His corpse is going to rot. So that's what they get, okay? He's a murderer. It's kind of like when the NCAA says we're going to vacate championships. I saw the team win the championship. You can't vacate that. And Aaron Hernandez was convicted of murder. He's a murderer, and I'm glad he's right. gone. He's, he's a terrible person. That's right. And and now these poor people aren't going to get a civil claim because it's so stupid. Well, no, they're law. no, they're still. Well, I don't think that's true. I, from what I from what I've been told, true. they're still. From what I've been told, they're still going to go forward with it, and they might have to fight all the way up to the higher courts. But they're going to fight, and they're going to try to get suck some money out of that. So we'll. We'll see. All right, thank you, Paul. All right, there you go. It's the uh, Ben Maller Show on Fox. And we'll take more of your phone calls. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. We're going to call this one Clean the Garage. Clean the Garage. We'll get to that. In 60 seconds, no long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And now, here's Ben Maller. Clean the garage. We'll get to that coming up in a couple of minutes. Right back to the phones we go. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox, and we say hello to royalty. Call of the year on the Ben Maller Show, so polarizing that his mere presence chases away former regulars on the show. Real Talk in New York City is on Fox Sports Radio. Did someone say caller of the year? Real Talk in the house with the Real Talk with that ass. Well, listen, you get the gold medal. Congratulations. You are chasing away other cars. They are so intimidated by you. They end up humiliated, mortified. It's a humbling experience to go against real talk. It is. It, 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 it's so hard to be humble, Ben. You know what I'm saying? I know. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really bummed because, you know, I'm a Patriots fan. I just. I just heard Aaron Hernandez got a real bad neck injury, so I hope it doesn't affect his uh, return to the NFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Some of these teams might not have heard he killed himself, so maybe they'll try to sign him. I was like, yo, Ben, dude, I got so much on my mind, dude. You might have to throw me a golden ticket today because, dude, there is so much going on in my head. If I forget to give it to you now, I don't know when I'm going to give it to you yeah. because, dude, the way Jet Fuel George bowed out like a little bitch, dude, he went just like Shawshank, and he should get the same treatment like Shawshank. We should all change his name, Ben. We should take a poll out. 
change Jet Pool George's name straight up, dude. Yeah. Man. Well, the thing that was that I didn't get, there's two things. Number one, Jet Fuel George had been badgering me to go uh-huh. against you. He wanted you he in a matchup. He shut up about it. He would be on hold the entire show. He got his chance. The moment of truth, truth was there. And in that decisive moment, he choked. And now uh-huh. he's run away. Uh-huh. He's like, I can't even show my face on the show. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I've humiliated myself. And so he's run off. And then, and then, Ben, and, don't, and I don't want anyone to forget this. I did that last week. I said, yo, let me jet you, George, and Big Sean. That boy went to hibernation, too. Where's Big Sean? I know. Big Sean disappeared. And then, and I tried. See, the thing was, I was going to set up Big Sean versus Jet Fuel George in a preliminary matchup. The winner gets you. And then Jet Fuel George bailed on that. Mm-hmm. And so now I haven't heard from Big Sean. I don't know what happened to him. Mm-hmm. So now no, mm-hmm. apparently there's no one to fight. You, you, you're, 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 you're kicked back. You're the winner. You've got all okay, the answers. And so this is what I want to say, Ben. See, the only real reason I wanted to get to another verbal octagon is because this is something I've always wanted. And since both those bitches bowed out, this is why this is why I want to ask them. You have the ability to do it because I want to keep it until someone actually steps up and tries to see me in the verbal octagon, and take it away from me. I want my own theme music when I when I call the show, Ben. I want my own tune. Yeah. Well, what do you want? What kind of music would you oh, like? Well, you know, we've been we, me and Danny and Justin. We've been thinking about that. And if you if you if you put me on hold and bring me back in, okay. you're going to hear it. Uh, it all right, let's try that. Let's see how that goes. Hold on a sec. Let me see if we can technically do this here. Let's, let's find out. He's caller of the year, and he's, no one can even come close to him. People fall down like they got the bubonic plague, just the idea of going now, against this guy. Now, Ben, if you approve this, does this mean that every caller of the year from here on out will get this no, no, in the prize no, this, package? This, this, is, this is very impressive what he's been able to do here. This is a legend, okay? This is a legend on the Ben Mallers. We don't do this for everybody. Uh, real talk. His accomplishments wow. in a very it, short amount of time. You, you really only talk about Tony Romo like this, so I'm no, no. But real talk has been able to do. He's such a. I love polarizing callers. I do, and there's no one more polarizing. I I laugh when I see these people say, oh, I, "I fast forward the podcast when real talk's on." To me, that's good because that tells me that real talk is stirring the pot. All right, let's see what kind of music. Now, I don't know anything about this. Let's find out what this is all about here and see what style. So do you want to take it back and pretend like you're starting the call again? Yeah, let's, let's start over. Right. We'll start from here the top. Do you want Now, do you want this for Wednesday's show or Thursday's show, Ben? Well, why don't we do this for Monday's show? Uh, How about that? Well, our Monday's show. For that way, we'll, we'll take it easy. All right, here we Thanks. go. We'll take it from the top. Three, two, one. All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox. And, wow, what a surprise. Look, it's... The caller of the year on the Ben Maller Show. Let's go to Manhattan, and we welcome in Real Talk. Yeah, you put my music. Oh, yeah, someone said caller of the year. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jump on the boat. Yeah, yeah. It's a party. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, what a great weekend. Do we need to call the paramedics? <laughs> uh, it's been a great weekend. I had a wonderful time this weekend. Went out, had a good time. Went out a little shopping. I watched the basketball yeah. this weekend. It was a lot of fun. Dude, it was crazy. Did you uh, you heard about what happened with the president, man? Did you, can you believe he got shot while he was in China? Uh, all right. No, oh, don't say you can't. Yeah, moron. <laughs> all right. Yes, all right. All right. Thank you, Real Talk. Right. Oh, come on, Ben, party pooper. Well, Are you going to leave that on the podcast, though? I'm not leaving that on the podcast. You can leave that on the podcast if you want. We'll yeah. just bleep a couple of the words. You'll How bleep that? that? Yeah. yeah.
I'm not bleeping anything. You're not bleeping. Of course, yeah, Coop would not bleep Yeah, Coop. Coop doesn't mind. What a rub- well, plus, it's a holiday for Coop. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's his yeah. birthday today. Happy birthday to Coop. Uh, is there a cake coming, Coop? It's your birthday and, and all the festivities and maybe some uh, brownies. If there is a cake, I would only eat a tiny sliver. Just a little bit of it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you got- okay. It's a day that Coop looks forward to every year. I don't know why he looks forward to this day, but this is a very important day for Coopaloop. Glorious day. The life and times of the, of the Coop. Yeah, it's uh, stunning. All right, so our Ben Mather show on Fox. Let's go to Greg, who's in Southern California on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Greg. Hi, how's it going? Greg, if I was any better, Greg, I would be a blazer, but not a trailblazer because they got smashed around by the Warriors. Yeah, they're, they're bad. Um, hey, I wanted to call about the Aaron Hernandez thing. Well, it's not a thing. He killed himself. That's the thing. He's dead. Yeah, but you really believe he did it to himself? Yes. I People kill themselves all the time in prison. I know that's hard for people to understand, and I've never been to prison. Maybe I'll go there someday. I don't know. I hope not. But it's it's not a good life. It's not an easy life, and, it, and I think it's completely reasonable to think that Aaron Hernandez uh, did some some dope or something like that in prison, and then he ended up killing himself. I think uh, why why is that so hard for people to grasp? It's not like he had, he didn't have a future. He was going to be in jail the rest of his life. Uh, the timing of it, though, after he got acquitted for the other three major charges, why not before that? Why after it? Well, you can say why. I mean, why do people ever do this? You know, you'd, you'd like to live in a world where no one ever does this. That would be the, the you know wonderful utopia. But that's not the world we live in. You know, yeah. it's, there's no good time to do that, is there? No. I mean, maybe if you're on your deathbed and you've got a fatal illness and you're gonna, you know, you 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 got like a you know couple of months to live and you're like I'm in pain. Maybe then you can kind of rationalize and you'd be like, I I get it, I understand this. You know, hey, he's in prison. He apparently got tired of it. I mean, who knows what the reason is? It's not something I'm looking to do, but you know, he did it. You don't believe it. I know you're you're a conspiracy theory guy. What do you what do you think happened? You think, the, you think the guards went in there and killed him? What do you think happened? You think the other prisoners killed him? What do you what's your grand conspiracy? I, I kind of think that maybe somebody knocked him on the head and they hung him up there. Yeah. And why did they do that? Who knows? Why did they beat up Mighty Dystra in county jail over here? You know, and he couldn't talk about it before they indicted all the people and indicted Baca. And then he opened up and said what happened, and a lot of other people had the same problem. Now everybody's yeah. suing. Well, you do know you do know when you go to when you go to prison. Um, my my take on prison, and we got guys that listen in prison that that live that life, but it's it's not a safe place, right? I mean, do you think that when you go to prison that you're going to be in a safe place? Well, I know the guards did it to Dykstra, though, under the orders of Baca and his assistant. Well, I who. Who knows? I don't know much about that particular story, but uh, we're talking about Aaron Hernandez here. And yeah, I kind of think that maybe, you know, the other thing might have been overturned after a while even. Well, you're completely wrong. Uh, he, he's, he did it. How, would, how are they going to get that one overturned? They have video of him driving with the guy in the car. Four minutes later, the car's going the other way without the guy whose dead body is in the field in Massachusetts. Explain that. You think the guy shot know. himself? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right, come well, on. Stuck, Everyone's going for a conspiracy, but it's... kind of thing weird that his wife stuck by him or that girl stuck by him when it's her brother. No, women are crazy with men. They, women, the the uh, murderers get uh, married all the time. It's nuts yeah. what goes... Women are, like, attracted to that. Some There's a certain percentage of women. They love it. 
No, was it the Menendez, the famous murderers back, you know, 20 years ago or whatever it was, 30 years ago? Yeah, I heard they were getting out soon. They're not getting right, – stop. All right, I got to you annoying me. Thank you. Greg, the prison conspiracy guy. All right, so Ben Maller show on Fox, and we'll take more of your phone calls. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Boston Dave says, do we have – Real-life Ralph tonight or recorded Ralph? And the answer is we have recorded Ralph. Uh, Ralph uh, comes in here and tapes a few updates, and then he goes back home. Yes, sir. adds nothing else to the show uh, and just walks away and has no content to add to the program. I have like 10 audio drops of him in the computer. You want to hear one? Yeah, give us one. Here we go. What we got? Yep. Yeah, that one's kind of boring. Let's see. Here's a, let me scroll down. Here's another one. Okay. Yes, sir. Well, that's... He says that one a lot. That's his catchphrase. He, he does. Like, oh, Nelly. Yeah, let's see if there's anything else. Oh, Nelly. No, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. All right, this, it, is, this is a y'all, terrible y'all. bit. <laughs> <laughs> this is a horrible bit. Ralph's not playing along. It's a horrible bit. All right, let's just end it right now. Ralph's drowning. Let's just end it. There's no life preserver here. Let's move on. Yes? All right, thank Damn, you. I thought he was going to like, you I know, know, say I something know. more entertaining. I know. He just, he Damn it. Even, Ralph's even boring when we try to do a bit. He's like, please do something, Ralph. No, 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 no. I'm going to repeat the same three things. That's what I'm going to repeat. And that'll be entertaining to Boston Dave. That's what Boston Dave wants to hear. Eugene in Chicago says, uh, Ben, don't forget to tell Coop to have a happy uh, birthday. Enjoy his day. Uh, Sno- Snoop Dogg will celebrate also. Yes, Eugene. In Chicago, we we wished Coop a happy birthday. It's his birthday today, and it's, uh, it's great. He's weird that he has two birthdays. I don't know how that happened. But Hell anyway. yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, get to clean the garage and the Who Am I game. All right. I am the NBA's all-time playoff leader in steals. All right. The all-time NBA playoff leader in steals. Who am I? A night without the Ben Maller show is like a daytime listening to one of those cookie-cutter radio programs. We are different. Join our community on Facebook. Like the official Facebook page, at Ben Maller Show. Now let's get to back to Big Ben's shenanigans. The Who Am I game, and here it is. I am the NBA's all-time playoff steals leader. Who am I? That's the question. What's the answer, Craig? In Seattle, going with the great Mo Cheeks as his answer. Who else? Isaiah J.R. Ryder from Lon in Stillwater. El Ramirez checks in with the correct answer. Bad job by you. Sly is going with the McDonald's Hamburglar. Number one in steals, which is not wrong. Number one. Bernie Madoff, guessed by Patrick. Uh, the Bill Collector and several others going with Aaron Hernandez. Will guessed Tweety Bird. Is the answer. What's not to like about Tweety Bird? <laughs> Some of these I can't read. Uh, let's see. Who else? Uh, Rob got it right. Uh, Clyde Frazier, guest by the New York Bozo. Lawrence Funderburg from Frank in L.A. All right. Do you have an answer, Danny G? Uh, right off the bat, I was thinking MJ, but that would be too obvious. Uh, Maybe not. I, I'm going to say the glove, Gary Payton. Gary Payton, all right. Played a lot of playoff games with the Sonics back in the day. That is incorrect, though. You are wrong. The correct answer, not Michael Jordan. He's second, but his teammate, Scotty Pippen. No tipping Pippen. 395. 
Now, lurking in the shadows is LeBron James. He's got 361 steals. He's only a handful away from passing Jordan by. And then after that, he can pass Scottie Pippen by. Right now, they're going to pass him all by because it's time for the NBA Playoff Pick'em. Now, Coop, who won yesterday? Who's leading the the all-time standings for this year in the NBA Pick'em? Clearly, Mr. Basketball, who knows his hoops. Just call him hoops. Not for long, Ben. That ends tonight. No, no. Who won, though? You did. Woo! With the first pick... On the NBA Pick'em, Team Maller selects LeBron James. Cool. Shock. You don't even like LeBron. I don't. Uh, Coop. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Terrible pick. Ralph. Danny. Someone. Uh, <laughs> no, Danny. I got it. I got it. Go, we Ralph don't have time, Ralph. Ralph. You're wasting time. I'm going with Rick Smith. Right. All right. I, I'm going to go with Kyrie Irving and right. Paul George. All right, Paul George is off the Big board. Big win for Milwaukee. I'm going with Paul McKeskey. Yes, wonderful. Uh, who, did anyone pick uh, oh, Cooper? Kawhi Leonard. All right, damn it. Uh, I'll take uh, Mike Conley. Oh, you jerk. I've got him, and give me DeMar DeRozan. Oh. Hurry up, hurry up, Coop. Uh, Kyrie Irving. Danny. <laughs> Kyle Lowry. Right, Frank Brickhouse. Who cares about your pick? <laughs> the power of Russell Westbrook. He can play the worst fourth quarter in modern NBA basketball, and you can't touch him. You can How dare you even think about trashing or pointing out the flaws in Russell Westbrook's performance? Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you. 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Back at it again here on Fox Sports Radio and the Oklahoma City Thunder. They were the ones that came out. They set the tempo early, and they jumped out to a sizable lead. They were up by 15 points early on in Houston and led the entire first half and enjoyed the lead into the third quarter, and Russell Westbrook put up a triple-double. He's scoring at will and passing the basketball. Everything was going great. His fanboys were talking trash, and they were going crazy. But he had a triple-double. You know, it's amazing. First 50-point triple-double in NBA playoff history. And uh, Our friend uh, who rips Frances all the time said, that maybe I should take the, the show off, that I might need to call in sick. It turned out Eddie was the one. That called out sick, but uh, Russell Westbrook uh, was was put up really good numbers and shot very effectively early in the game. The problem was the game didn't end at halftime. The game didn't end after three quarters. They actually played a full four quarters, and that turned out to be the kryptonite, the problem for Russell Westbrook. For the first three quarters, Russell Westbrook shot 52%. From the floor, and there wasn't much to criticize about Russell Westbrook for the first three quarters, but thank God they played the fourth quarter because single-handedly, Russell Westbrook was the one that self-destructed and cost Oklahoma City that game. Uh, Now, we should point out that in that fourth quarter in particular, and really the, the entire second half, but the fourth quarter in particular, Oklahoma City, they suffocated. 
They absolutely suffocated in that fourth quarter. The Rockets came back specifically in the fourth quarter with a barrage of baskets, team basketball, winning basketball, James Harden making some big shots in the fourth quarter, the MVP in the NBA, which is what Harden is, and Russell Westbrook, the stat stuffer, was up to his old tricks in the fourth quarter. He took 18 shots and made four of them in the fourth quarter. If you want to get a laugh, look at Russell Westbrook's shot chart in the fourth quarter, and there's a whole lot of red there. There's a whole whole lot of red there, yes. Uh, he, in any, on, on the cherry on top of the ice cream is the four turnovers in the fourth quarter. So four turnovers in the fourth quarter, four of 18. The question here that I would like to raise is this, and you can answer it. How much damage does a biblically bad performance in the fourth quarter, a historically terrible stink bomb by Russell Westbrook, in fact, they went back through the record books and they were trying to put it in the proper perspective. Where does this rank in the annals of basketball? It is the most missed shots in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. That's the worst fourth quarter ever for Russell Westbrook. That's history. That's a history call right there. And so so there it was. So how much damage does this do? Now, if you're an objective basketball fan, you would admit that this is embarrassing, and that's being kind for Russell Westbrook. And the reason why it's embarrassing is kind of obvious. Number one, the Thunder were in position. You can say, well, yeah, they were in position because of Westbrook, but they were in position to win and even up the series at a win apiece. And Russell Westbrook selfishly and single-handedly killed Oklahoma City's chances. And I, I keep hearing from the surrogates of Russell Westbrook that no one else on Oklahoma City is any good, that this roster is terrible and they all suck and they're, they're brutal. My counter-argument to that is how do we know? They don't get an opportunity to do much of anything. When Russell Westbrook's on the court, he takes every shot. I have to clear out of the way for him to get rebounds. And so it's, it's not a team concept. It's Russell Westbrook, and then there's four other people out there watching Russell Westbrook play basketball. And occasionally he'll drive to the basket, and he'll, he'll dish off, and they'll get a, a basket by being close to the rim or something like that. But it's, it's not exactly like Russell Wilson's objective is to make his teammates better. I know it sounds odd considering the assist totals and people are like, well, you're just, you just don't know basketball. I do know basketball. I have watched Oklahoma City play a lot. And that's my takeaway from watching Russell Westbrook play uh, basketball. Now, uh, James Harden, who should win the MVP in the in the NBA this year, if there's justice in the world, and I don't even think it's that close between Harden and Westbrook, and the fourth quarter, stopping Russell Westbrook, James Harden, let's see how much joy he took in what happened in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't know what it was. I just know defensively, us as a, as a unit, you know, we picked it up. They were getting they were getting too many comfortable shots in their first half. Um, you know, you give anybody, especially a great player like Russ, you know, a comfort level jumpers and um, opportunities to get to the paint. You know, it's going to be a tough night. So we turned up our intensity a little bit in that second half, and um, you know that was a difference. All right, so Russell Westbrook, who had the the worst fourth quarter, and James Harden, they're talking about that four of eighteen again, fourth quarter, most shots ever by any player in a quarter in the playoffs. And it was just let's stand around and watch Russell Westbrook uh, do his thing. Uh, here's more. Uh, let's hear from Russell Westbrook. Now, Westbrook was asked, you'll hear the question here, about 
the line. He had the, the first 50-point triple-double in playoff history, and Russell Westbrook decided that he would t- take that opportunity and he would give a, a very terse response. When you look at your line on the box score, how would you grade the line? I don't give a f- about the line. We lost. Do you believe that? He said, I'll, I'll clean it up, I don't give an F about the line because we won the game. Or we lost the game. We lost the game. I don't believe that because this entire season for Russell Westbrook has been about stats. I know that, you know that, and he knows that. This is a manufactured situation. Own it. Own it. Don't tell me you don't care about stats when your entire MVP campaign is based on stats. It's not based on wins and losses because the Thunder didn't win enough games. They didn't win the, the number of games that Houston won or you know, San Antonio or some of these other teams that are in consideration have players in consideration for the MVP. And the second thing I've learned from this experience watching Russell Westbrook is his guys, the people that are chugging the Kool-Aid for Westbrook, they're just like Reggie Miller. He, Westbrook can do no wrong. He's bulletproof. I'm convinced that Westbrook could have gone out and shot 0 for 43 with 25 turnovers in the fourth quarter, and the yeah, but crowd would check in. Yeah, but it's not his fault. Yeah, but he has to do everything. Yeah, but don't pick on him. What He looks really good in a uniform, and he cuddles the basketball. Yeah, but his friend Spaulding, the whole yeah, but contingent uh, chiming in. And so... It's not to say that Russell Westbrook's a bad player. He's just not He's not as good as people think he is. He's overrated. I've been saying that for months, and these playoffs have shown that. Uh, but people like that. People don't want it, – it's, it's like we talked about earlier, and we've talked about this a lot, if you paid attention here. People that watch basketball regularly know what's going on. You can choose to ignore it and say that you just don't want to hear – the truth, and that's fine if you want to go and, and handle that. I, I go the other way. You know, I'm not someone that's going to come out here with a million excuses, and I'm sure the, the, the Westbrook fans, I've already heard a bunch, going to try to cover up what happened in the fourth quarter and come up with all these theories as to you know, why and what happened and spinning it. A lot of spin going on involving this. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox, if you would like to comment on any of that, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Now, I would like to update the equipment here at Fox Sports Radio. If you ever come to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, if you're lucky enough to come down here and hang out with us one night, you will see the top state-of-the-art technology for the year 2000 when they built these studios here at Fox Sports Radio. And just moments ago... Uh, I have a computer in front of me, and I monitor uh, social media and things like that and try to keep track of stuff. Just moments ago, the keyboard, which is a vintage 2000 keyboard, an HP keyboard from the year 2000, uh, it stopped working. Oh, no! We suck again! So I've, I've done what anyone would do in that situation. I've tossed the keyboard on the floor, and I will then throw it against the wall. Until it starts working. That's my strategy to fix it. That's I, We don't have an IT department overnight, so my 
Here at Fox, my ID, uh, IT is to just throw it against the wall and hope it fixes itself. You looked like Adam Pac-Man Jones in there. I saw you yeah. just throwing things in the... Yeah. But, Ben, the good news is the company, they're working their way from upstairs to downstairs. Yes. Because, as you know, the first three, four um, stories of the building are all futuristic now with millions of dollars invested and our lobby and bathrooms and the flat screens and everything. So now they just got to work their way down the hallway. Is that what they're just working? Yeah. Okay. So it's exciting. By 2020, <laughs> you'll have a new keyboard, so just be patient. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. That's, and, and I'm not complaining. I think it's kind of cute that the equipment breaks while I'm on the air. I think it's fun. It's a challenge to do the show with the equipment that falls apart. You know, many people would complain about it. I'm not complaining about it. I actually look forward to coming in here. We have a game. It's like a drinking game on the show, and we try to figure out what piece of equipment is going to break tonight. And it just happened to be my keyboard that, that happened to break today, so, which is good. So I'll, I'll go back into the main room, which is dedicated to Wrong Button Bob, my old producer, who shut the entire network down, the master control for Fox Sports Radio, where <laughs> all the brains are. It's a secret room. We never tell people where that is. That's a special room. No one knows where that room is. Only a select few people know where the master control is, the brains of Fox Sports Radio. And I'll go back in there. It's it's climate controlled. It's very cool in there. It's very dark in there, which is kind of cool. I like that. Uh, and I'll go in there and I'll walk. Uh, I'll, I'll make a left turn and then make, I'll make a right. I'll walk by the first hallway and then I'll go to the second hallway and I'll make another right. And then I'll go down about halfway, about halfway down that hallway. And then I'll get down to the bottom rung. There's There's three layers to this hallway. And then I'll go down to the bottom of that hallway and then I will hit the right button and I will reset the computer. Then I will come back in here, and the computer will still not work, and then I will tear apart the studio, and I will, I will just start pulling wires out of the back. So that's what's going to happen. I'm, gonna pay, I'm telling you what's going to happen here. I'm foreshadowing what's going to happen. Jerk yourself awake. It's a sleep technique. And if you, if you have insomnia and you're listening to the show, that, that is when you are sleeping and you have a sleep tremors. I'm a, I'm asleep. No, no, no. Look it up. Wrong. Google it. Google it. Jerk yourself away. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. The Warriors won. Also, they blew out the Blazers. There's, there's just not much to uh, to dissect. It's not a good conversation starter when a team wins by eight thousand points. <laughs> I wish there was. Uh, maybe maybe you can come up with something other than the Durant angle and the fact that he's so fragile. The second game of the playoffs, the Warriors had to hold them out. But other than that, there's just not a lot going on. We'll find out how much fight the Blazers have when they get back to Portland in game three. That is the only chance of this going more than four games because if the Blazers come out and just get boat raced there, then this series will be over uh, over the week, and I'm that's it. I'm glad you bring that up, Big Ben. So yeah. the Celtics, Thunder, Hawks, and Blazers – are all down 0-2 in their series. Out of those four teams, which one of the four do you think could actually come back? All right, so you got the Celtics, the Blazers. Hawks uh, and OKC. And OKC. Uh, I would say the Celtics. I would say the the Chicago Bulls aren't this good. Uh, And and the Chicago Bulls are playing over their heads. I know everyone in the the NBA media elite, the – the pundits love to ball wash the stars in the Chicago Bulls. There's a lot of guys in the sports media from Chicago. The Northwestern contingent is very loud and proud, and especially in the basketball media. Uh, and you know, Northwestern guys generally like the Chicago Bulls because that's the local team. Uh, 
But they're not that good. They, they, there are reasons the Chicago Bulls were a 500 basketball team this year. Uh, lack of consistency is one of them, and all it takes is the Celtics to come out this weekend and flip the script, and then the doubt starts to go into the Chicago Bulls' minds, and the confidence starts rising in the Celtics. So that seems more realistic. The, the, the Thunder are not going to beat the Rockets. They'll be lucky to win a game uh, in this series. And Atlanta, eh. Portland, not buying it. All right, Ben Maller Show. Again, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We'll call this one a fishtail. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join the knuckleheads on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. Message the Maller posse. Hit up the coop-de-loop at UH Bronco Fan. Hey! Now, back to Ben Maller. The Westbrook debate raging on. There's no debate. Have you watched these games? This is vindication. It's what it is. I'm not quite doing a victory lap yet, but I will. You just wait till this series ends. Oh, I think we'll do four hours wall-to-wall in-depth team coverage. Oh, no. Our friend Bruno writes in and says, uh, Ben has been vindicated. He's the only enlightened sports show host who called it right the whole time. Well, thank you. It's very Who? Good. Very, very good. Uh, our friend Kimball Gathers writes in and says, Boston is done. Atlanta will come back and make it a series. That's incorrect. That's, that's a bad job by you. You're wrong. I know you think you're a maverick, but you're wrong. Incorrect. Now, will you open up? Do we do we have the breaking news signer? We have uh, new into Fox Sports Radio. Moments ago, we revealed the equipment malfunction, the keyboard situation at the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, and I'm proud to announce that a team of three people got together, and they got they all we all worked it out. Now, what happened was I went behind the console here. There was dust from when Tony Bruno and Andrew Siciliano used to work here underneath the table. I pulled the back of the table off. I got on my hands and knees. Got on my hands and knees, all right? Covered in dust. And I started grabbing cables in the back. And there were thousands of cables. This is a big radio station, big national network. There's cables everywhere. In the air everywhere, cables. And so I got on my hands and knees, and I'm going through all these cables. Uh, and, you know, I'm very technical, as you uh, you know from being in radio. And so I'm going through all these cables. Now, Ralph Irvin, the ghost of Ralph Irvin walks in, and I say, hey, Ralph, while I'm on my, you know, I'm on my hands and knees here, I'm on the floor covered in dust, and I say, Ralph, pull on the keyboard cable. I don't know which cable. And so then Ralph runs over to start pulling at cables, to try to help me out, and then overseeing all of this, Koopa Loop on his birthday comes over, and he's kind of keeping track of everything. Koop's kind of monitoring. He's producing the keyboard being fixed. And hallelujah, success. We have fixed the keyboard here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Now, do you think that Colin Cowherd would have done that? No, there would have been a team of 17 people that would have come. You think Cowherd's going to get down on his hands and knees and go through dust? to fix a keyboard, our, our, our new buddy Doug Gottlieb. Is he going to do that? No, of course not. He's not going to do that. 
You know who did that? The overnight guy. That's who did that. I want that at my end-of-year review. When I go meet with the bosses, I meet with them once a year, I want that in my review. I want IT credits. I want to be part of the IT department here, IT department here at Fox Sports Radio. Seriously, I think I deserve that. Multitasking. Uh, Megan's from Oklahoma. She's very upset with me. Uh, she says, maybe we'll find out if other Oklahoma City players can shoot when we find out if Harden can score without flopping in a shooting motion. Well, that's Harden's move. He's always done that. He didn't just change that this year. And as we point out with Harden and all these players, it's really up to the referees to put a stop to that. Wait, but but Russell Westbrook was also flopping into – you know, rocket players when he was trying to hit those threes. Well, he was trying to get three free throws. Yeah, but the issue is not Russell Westbrook flopping. The issue is stat stuffing. The issue is other players getting out of the way so Westbrook can get cheap rebounds. That's the issue because if if Westbrook didn't have a triple-double average, then this debate wouldn't be any debate. There would be no argument. All right, we got to go to the phones. Let's go to Jamal, who's in San Diego on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Jamal. before. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, I've made that mistake. He, yeah. he, you know, he's like, when you say Russell, you just kind of... I know, it just flows off. Like, yeah, his name is not really, yeah. you know, right out there. Right right now, he's forcing it. Yeah. I never... I, this is... The worst thing is what you just said. i never seen a professional player move out the way for a guy to get rebounds. They're idiots. They're losing money. Well, no, I mean, listen, it's happened. It, all right, calm down. Relax, please. It's happened before. Are you driving a car, Jamal, right Man. now? Are you driving around San Diego? What's going on with you? Man, you know San Diego. We stay live all the time. Yeah, I know. So, That's my town. I got my like, start in San Diego. I love San Diego. Hey, you know, we. this is what you guys do in L.A. You get your shine in San Diego. This is We're known for that. We get superstars here and we ship them out. They never stay here. <laughs> well, 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 I would have stayed there. I got offered a job in L.A. That's why I left. But, I, yeah, all right. I, well, you're you're really enjoying life, Jamal. Now, hey, I'm living in San Diego, the best city in the world. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Be safe. Thank you. All right. It's Jamal. He's he celebrating. Won't, he, won't, he won't remember any of this. He's celebrating Coop's birthday early. Jamal, he'll look at the list of phone calls he made. and he'll be, Who the hell's that? Why did I call that guy? What number is that? I I don't know who that is. I I call this eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. Who is that? I don't know who anybody that number. Exactly. All right, uh, Ben Mather show on Fox and at, on Twitter at Ben Mather. If you want to be part of it, at Ben Mather. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Lewis says I hear Jeannie in Medford wants to give Coop a special birthday gift. Well, Jeannie has popped out of a cake or two over the years. 
We haven't heard much from Jeannie recently. She's like a once-a-week caller now. Jeannie used to be an every-night caller, and now she's like a once-a-week caller, which we're okay with. We're okay with that, right? We don't need Jeannie every night. We're good with once a week. I have a satin nightgown on. Congratulations. We will get to Maller to the third degree. We'll get to that in 60 seconds, and uh, we're a little backed up, so we'll take care of some other stuff as well. We'll do it all, but first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And now, here's Ben Maller. We're going to play a game, What is the More Believable Story? We're going to play that coming up in a couple minutes. And also, Maller to the third degree. Right now, we go to Judgmental John, who's in the Motor City, and he's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Judgmental John. Hey, what's up, Ben? We hope the ratings are up. We hope. Oh, I think you're doing well, man. And, you know, you ought to get them to get you an IT department book because I'm sure that you are bringing lots of dollars to uh, Fox Sports Radio, and you just got to leverage that with your boss. Well, man. we are rolling in cash, as you know. <laughs> uh, the, if, you, if you look at, uh, like, a pie chart of where the money comes in at a radio station, it is often between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. in the morning. That's when the big revenue advertisers take part in <laughs> The program, but anyway, uh, all right. So, uh, what do you got for me, Judgmental John? Hey, well, well, you know, you, 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 and Danny G were talking last night, like right after password, saying, you know, that that I was retired, that I, you know, not listening anymore, and not calling. You know, I listen all the time, yeah, Dan. Yeah, so, I know. you well, know, I, you're you're, you're semi retired. No, no, no. I, I like listening to you, but I know, you know, you get tired of what you may think is stick, but it's not really sticking. in. the professional sports is just such garbage, Ben. I, unlike you, I can't even pretend that I care about this stuff. I, I can't. I can't pretend. And 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 it's funny to me because when I listen to you, you know, I I can't help but avoid it because no matter you know whether I'm watching Fox Sports One or ESPN when you're not on, you know, it's hard to get away from what garbage this is even in the highlights. But I like the way that you just pick it apart. So I have to ask: Do you look at it so that you could dog it, so that you can say how how much garbage it is? Or do you are you really entertained by this garbage? No, well, I, I am entertained. I'm a sports fan. People don't think I'm a sports fan. I do. I, all I do is watch games at night, uh, and I am the proud owner of the MLB package, which I don't talk about much, the NBA package, I brag a lot about that, and the <laughs> NFL package. So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I watch all the games. But obviously, I mean, it's a talk show. It, it's, you can't do 1980s radio and break down the X's and O's of a game. You can't do that. So, I mean, it, it's not something we do here. We... We talk about the personalities and the storylines, the game within the game. That's what I find most interesting, uh, and well, that's and, what we talk about. But you probably find that most interesting because the actual gameplay is garbage. I know you won't ever admit it, then, but in your heart of hearts. I don't heart, work for the NFL or Major League Baseball or the NBA. I can admit it. I don't, there's a lot of bad games. The NFL well, in particular, there's, you know, there's usually two or three good games on a Sunday, which means – there's double-digit stink bombs in the oh, NFL, yeah. but we only remember the good. We kind of forget about the bad games. That's how it works. And I think it's selective amnesia. And, and then, you know, the majority of the listeners, you know, they lap this garbage up. They're, they're sheep. And, and, you know, the whole concept of caring about the MVP when it's nothing more than a popularity contest than a garbage league where, you know, where people are giving their money, opening up their wallets, look at garbage games. All, all right, all right. Listen, stop. Right, calm down. Relax. Uh, <laughs> listen to me. I think the NBA conversation about the MVP is very compelling. 
And I think it's going to be fascinating to see who wins because you have this great dichotomy where on one side you have people that don't really pay close attention and just look at the the, uh, the overall sexy numbers of Russell Westbrook and they want him to win the MVP. And then you have people like me that say, well, how did he get those numbers? Is this a rigged situation? Is this a choreographed situation? He shouldn't win it. And so you have two completely polar positions on the MVP race. I think that's very compelling. Uh, I, it, you are correct. I mean, it, it's compelling to see that they're that they are so naive to right. They're, they're padded stats, you know, making. I just want you to know. Every time you talk, uh, my man Danny G's eyes roll. I just want you to know that. I just, I, I want, I feel like I need to repeat that. My man Danny G, he is doing every. He wants to gong you like weed no, man hippie. No, I was looking for a spot to play this. On the- <laughs> hey, Danny. And, and I actually like Danny. You know, when he's not playing that garbage hip hop or rap, he's got very good taste Which, in music. He most of what he plays, but. Yeah. <laughs> he plays some good, his, you know, classic reggae yeah. from time to time. Uh, and, right. But then, you know, he falls into this, you know, I think it's a generational thing. All right, Ray you Charles. African American <laughs> against rap music. Gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> and African American is a misnomer, Danny. It, there's no such thing as African American. Yeah, here we go. Oh, All God. right, so, but but uh, I don't want to give you an anthropology lesson. Uh, Remember, yeah. it, it's a continent. Well, most but most don't most Americans think when they think here Africa, they just think it's a country. They don't know that there's a zillion. Well, they, 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 there are fifty they, they countries no in idea. Africa. If yeah. we get really anthropological on people. Every human in the world is is African American because you know all yeah. all of uh, humans started in Africa. But yeah. let's not even you know That's go true. into that. Yes, because my boss wakes up and turns on the radio. I will not be here <laughs> tomorrow. Hey, but so but I didn't start uh, talking politics when yeah, I came. I all right, I gotta go. Well, I gotta I, I gotta go. You're, uh, thank you. you I, I gotta... <laughs> right. There's over under over fifty <laughs> countries on the uh, continent of Africa. Yes. Yeah. I did pay attention a little bit when I was in school. Not much. Do you know how many senators there are? No. Well, there's, that's, that's easy. Senator, there's 100 senators, two for every state. Now, Congress, how many members of the House of Representatives? Why are you, what are we doing? <laughs> what the hell's going on? All right, before we get to Mallard of 30 uh, you know, why don't we just get I'll push back the uh, what's more believable or what's less believable game. Because I want to get to Mallard of the third degree. Here we go. Let's do that. We'll, we'll, we'll time shift that to another segment. Let's do it. It's Mallard. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, let's do it. Here we go. On his birthday, happy birthday to you. Happy weed smoking to Koopa Loop. Okay. Uh, who, all right, Ben. Record- is that Ralph that I- recorded that? <laughs> it sounded just like me. Uh, ben, yesterday you talked about the many faces of Rajon Rondo and how he steps his game up for big moments. Now it seems like he's also stepping up his trash talk. Avery Bradley said he overheard Rondo say, yeah, they gave up in reference to the Celtics. Ben, do you think the Celtics gave up in game two or are they just outmatched? Uh, I'm not going to go outmatched. I'm going to go outplayed, which is different. I know it sounds the same, and to the naked ear, you're going to say, well, it's the same thing, stupid. But no, uh, outplayed is not outmatched, and here's why. Number one, the Celtics have lost their confidence, which is a very tough thing to get back. But Brad Stevens, at this point, I would recommend fumigating the locker room, specifically Avery Bradley and Al Horford, who have been 
brutal uh, in this particular series. Al Horford's a $20 million a year. I think he makes more than that. Free agent from Atlanta, and he's, it's like he's not even there. We will find out how much fight this Boston team has. That's one of the things about Brad Stevens that people love in, in New England. They say that his teams have that grit. Well, does this Celtic team have that grit? Are they going to feel sorry for themselves and play like zombies this weekend, or will they go down scratching and clawing and fighting and get back in this series? And number two, the Bulls have demoralized the Celtics, but if you look at the regular season, you look at the rosters, the way it played out, Boston has to play to their strengths. Chicago is a slow team. They're a plodding team. That's how they play. The Celtics are a faster team. They need to demonstrate, and they need to control tempo. Now, it's it's hard to do when you're not getting many rebounds, although in game two the rebounding was not that big a, a separation. Uh, is Rondo going to keep playing the way he did in the first couple games? He probably is going to play well. I don't think he plays that well. I think I think you're betting on him taking a little bit of a step back. I believe this is all part of mental warfare, what Rondo said, though. Now, he's playing mind games with, his, with the Celtics, and I'm counting on the Celtics getting back in this series, and they're not just going to roll over and play dead. Next. A recent reports say that Jay Cutler wants to continue playing and would take less than starter money to play for a contender like the Houston Texans. Now, I, I believe you and I agree that Cutler isn't very good, but if the Texans can win a playoff game with Brock Osweiler under center, what do you think they can do with Cutler? Nothing. Uh, Jay Cutler is not some kind of guiding light that the Texans have to bring into their franchise and will change things around. Uh, they will be as bad as they were last year. In fact, I'll go as far as to say they'll be worse in Houston with Jay Cutler. And I'll tell you why. A, Jay Cutler is about to be 34 years old. He's coming off shoulder surgery. And remember, the reason that Houston won a playoff game was not because Brock Osweiler was good. He wasn't that good. They won the playoff game. It was the worst quarterback matchup in postseason history, Brock Osweiler versus Connor Cook. So if Connor, if anybody with a pulse starts that game for the Raiders, the Raiders win that game. I know we're playing the ifs and buts game, but it's not because Brock Osweiler was any good that the Texans won that playoff game, and B, Jay Cutler is the lord of mediocrity. That's what Jay Cutler is. He left the Bears with a 51-51 and record. He's been trending down 17-29 and since Lovey Smith left, and he was given the pink slip, kicked out the door. You toss in the bad body language, which Cutler is legendary for. It appears like he's in a North Korean hard labor camp uh, when he's out there playing quarterback in the NFL. And so you just don't want any part of it. Houston needs to add someone, but not Jay Cutler, right? Not Jay Cutler. No Texas employee should want Jay Cutler on that team. They should have that rule like the strip clubs in Tampa, that no one get within six feet of Jay Cutler. Remember that old law they used to have, the six-foot rule? I don't think they have that. It's not enforced. Tony Bruno used to talk about that years ago. All right, next. Before Game 2 of the Clippers-Jazz series, Raymond Felton said he almost wanted Rudy Gobert to come back and play because the rest of the Jazz stepped their game up in his absence during Game 1. Well, now that obviously didn't carry over. But, Ben, would you feel as confident about the outcome of this series if uh, Gobert was still playing? Yes, uh, absolutely. I I wish Rudy Gobert was playing because now – you're going to play the yeah-but game, Coop. You're, well, yeah, but if Rudy Gobert had been healthy, the Jazz would have won that series. You and all your 
your Laker buddies over there. So I, I really wish Gobert was playing because it's it would be more fun to beat the Jazz with Rudy Gobert. And the reason the Clippers are going to win, whether he played or not, and we'll assume he let's say he was playing or he does come back, DeAndre Jordan can more than hold his own against Rudy Gobert. DeAndre Jordan, when locked in a rebounding defensive focal point, not chop liver in the middle. He can he can go blow to blow defensively and rebounding with Rudy Gobert. And B, the Clippers simply have more ammunition. We saw what Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan with the synergy working together, what they were able to do when they were clicking. And past results, I know they don't guarantee future success. We often talk about that. It's not just the stock market or investments in real estate. It's also in professional sports. But head-to-head matchups over the last couple of years, but in particular this season, clearly favor the Clippers as the better team against the Utah Jazz. And they would win this series whether Rudy Gobert played or not. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you failed this edition. Why would I fail, Coop? I gave really detailed, good answers, and I fixed the keyboard while you stood there. You still fail. Well, give me a reason why. I need to, the student is asking the teacher why. Because you talked about how if Gobert was playing, then we wouldn't have some excuse. Yes. You, you mean like last season when you were saying, oh, well, things would have been different. We would have been champions if Chris Paul didn't get hurt. That's, that's blah, a lie. Blah, I never blah, said blah. that. Yeah, okay. Never said it. You get nothing. You're making You stuff lose. Up. Good day, sir. Time now for the Insta trivia. Here it is. Which future Hall of Fame slugger was released years ago by the Toronto Blue Jays because he got in an argument about playing time, and he would go on to be in the Hall of Fame. It was near the end of his career. He was one of three players to have over 500 home runs and 120 sacrifice flies. That's the Insta Trivia. The answer next. The Ben Maller Show has been called the most unique show on sports radio, and we need your help with our guerrilla marketing campaign. Use your social media pages to show your support for the Ben Maller Show. Now more of the shaman of sports talk. It's Ben Maller. And here's your Insta Trivia. Looking for the name of a future Hall of Famer that was released by the Blue Jays because he got into an argument over playing time. He's one of only three players to have over 500 home runs and 120 career sacrifice flies. That's the instant trivia. What's the answer? Mike from the LBC clearly cheating got it right. So did the seventh floor crew also cheating. You must have looked at Mike's notes. John Olerud guest from Brad. That's Ricky Henderson's favorite. Alan Trammell from Rob. Enzo got it right. Our, our buddy Rob, the big TV guy in Kansas City, is going with Roger Dorn. That's a good name. I need to watch Major League. That's that's all. Uh, no, the correct answer. Do you know the answer, Danny G? One of the best Afros in baseball history, George Bell. George Taco Bell? No. Damn. The big hurt, Frank Thomas. Nine years ago, the Blue Jays released Frank Thomas. He'd go back to the Oakland Athletics. Got into an argument. He wasn't playing enough. Wasn't playing enough. You want to try to go all in? You want to try to? No? You want to try to? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Go. Yeah, we'll do ben it. Maller, and he's going all in. I'll go all in. All in. 
I'm going to go all in. All right, let's do it real quick. We don't have time to recap. We don't have to recap anyway. I'll take San Antonio minus the three and a half in Memphis. All right, Big Ben, I'm doing it. The Jazz are giving one at home. I'm all in on your Clippers yeah. because no matter what That's happens. That's Friday, though. Uh, well, no matter what happens, I'll yeah. be a winner. Okay. Coop? I'm taking an underdog. I'm going with the Minnesota Twins. I can't believe you're picking a game on Friday. We're doing the games on Thursday. What's wrong? Yeah, no. <laughs> we hardly ever do all in anymore. Uh, <laughs> the election might have ended in the political theater, but in the NBA, there's a lot of campaigning going on in the air everywhere. Literally, welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast. Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We're back at it again, and the winners in the NBA playoffs, the game that did not get a lot of play, at least not nationally, the Washington Wizards, a six-point favorite, cover that point spread at home, they beat the Atlanta Hawks with a big fourth quarter. Atlanta had the lead going to the fourth quarter. You got to finish. They didn't finish on the road. And a 35-23 advantage for the Wizards in the fourth quarter. And the Washington Wizards get the win there. So they're sitting pretty in that series up 2-0. And the Houston Rockets, the Houston Rockets get a win. They uh, they also, uh, they did not cover the spread there. They uh, The Thunder actually covered the spread there by 3.5. There's a 7.5-point line. The Rockets won that game 115-111. to 111. And Russell Westbrook with a triple-double. More on that in a moment. And that's part of the campaigning. He had also the worst fourth quarter in the history of the NBA postseason. And Golden State boat raced the Portland Trailblazers. This was a woodshed bludgeoning. 110-91. The final. Golden State was favored by 12 they covered the Vegas line by 17 points as a 12-point favorite in that one. But I want to go back again to Oklahoma City and Houston because the compelling subplot continues to be Westbrook and James Harden. And you can go in the box score and throw out all kinds of numbers. And if you just look at the box score, you say, well, Russell Westbrook had 51 points uh, and 10 rebounds, 13 assists, and James Harden – he had 35 points, but but he was only 7 of 17 from the floor. He only had four rebounds, did have eight assists, and he was in foul trouble, James Harden. His team got the win, and you say, well, clearly Westbrook was better than James Harden, uh, but not with the game on the line, not with the game on the line in the fourth quarter, as Russell Westbrook had the single worst performance at the end of a game in the history of the NBA playoffs. He was 4 of 18 in the fourth quarter, the most shots ever taken by any player in a quarter in the in the playoffs, and it was a series of blown opportunities for Westbrook. In, in fact, he missed more shots, 14 in the fourth quarter, than anyone else has in the, uh, the history of the NBA. Because we take the most shots, uh, NBA postseason, you take the most shots, that's, that's going to happen. But Daryl Morey, who, the general manager, he's the god of stat geeks. The data crowd loves Daryl Morey. They can't get enough of him, the Rockets GM. So did you hear what happened with him? Because he added another wrinkle. He's campaigning for his guy, James Harden. 
and against Russell Westbrook, and he implied that Russell Westbrook tells his teammates to let him grab rebounds. This is a talking point that we've had on our show for some time. Now, some in the NBA community are ripping Daryl Morey saying that he was out of line, that he he outstepped where he should have been. Uh, It was a misstep by Morey to say this and that he, he went too far by intimating that Westbrook does this. So the, the, the question is, do you believe that? Are you with Daryl Morey on this, or do you think that he went too far? I'm with him. I, 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 listen, I'm a talk show host. I understand. I was, it's always my fallback. But I agree with what he's saying. In fact, it's almost like the Rockets GM stays up late at night and he's got his little radio next to him in his bed underneath his pillow and he parrots some of our past Maller monologues. Uh, Koopa Loop gets annoyed. I keep doing these monologues about Russell Westbrook and the, the rebounding scam that he was pulling off. And Daryl Morey got into some dialogue. Let me give you the backstory. So he got into a little bit of dialogue with Matt Bullard, who if you're an old fart, you remember him playing in the NBA. If you're not an old fart, you know him as a broadcaster for the Houston Rockets. And Matt Bullard, in the stat geek community, is often revered because he is arguably the worst rebounding big guy in the history of the NBA. And so one of these stat geeks came up with an award for the worst tall player at rebounding. Like over six foot ten, you have to play a certain number of minutes. And they named it after Matt Bullard because he was horrifically bad despite his height. And Bullard pointed out when he was playing for those really good Rockets teams back in the day, he pointed out that Hakeem Olajuwon made it crystal clear that he should get out of the way and let the dream get all the rebounds. All right, so Maury replied, the Rockets GM replied to that. And it's he said this, it, that sounds like some other superstars, end quote. One of those wink, wink. You know, clearly a cryptic shot at Russell Westbrook and the stat stuffing. I mean, you don't have to be Inspector Gadget to figure this out, what's going on here. Uh, so... And you can go check the video out yourself. We've tweeted it out a bunch. So you put two and two together, and usually you, you, if you put two and two together, you get four. It's not hard to figure out what, what happened this season. And uh, if you're new to the show this hour, Russell Westbrook fattened up his stats, You know, t- took rebounds from teammates. I don't think anyone can debate that. You can't really take the other side. You can say, well, yeah, but other players do it. But you can't say that Westbrook didn't do it. And and so here's the, the situation. For a good chunk of the regular season, the big man on Oklahoma City would box out, and then rather than get the rebound, they would treat the basketball like it was covered in molten lava and allow the other players to pick the ball up, mainly Russell Westbrook, rather, I should say. Now, secondly, this, the Rockets GM, Daryl Morey, obviously he's got a horse in the race. We know that. But that doesn't mean he's wrong. And the the argument here is always you know, that, that people are enamored with Westbrook's stat line and the 42 triple-doubles in 82 games. And as I've always said, on the surface, I don't disagree that that is a, an amazing number of triple-doubles. But the stat-stuffing a campaign that he was part of is obviously why he was able to do that. And it's a result, I believe, of Kevin Durant leaving and Westbrook – made a calculated decision 
when Durant left and he knew he was going to be back there, it was they were all in cahoots. Let's chase the triple doubles. Let's do it. And and my argument is that other players, LeBron James could do this. James Harden could do it. Chris Paul could do it. Uh, other players in the NBA could have similar seasons. Might be a little more difficult for them, but they could pull it off. If you take 400 more shots than anyone else in the NBA, if your big players are going to concede rebounds, cheap rebounds, then of course you're going to put up ridiculous numbers. Uh, last thing on this, and I want to get to something else here, but I love that the Rockets GM is standing by his guy, just like you would expect the Oklahoma City Thunder contingent to put out all kinds of propaganda for Russell Westbrook. But it's it's pretty cool. I, I think he's he's spot on. Obviously, I agree with him with what he's saying. And as we've pointed out, Russell Westbrook can do no wrong for a certain contingent of people. They're having a very tough time dealing with this. And it's the shoot the messenger strategy that they are using. And my advice would be to get over it. Because unless you're in the back pocket of Russell Westbrook, you can clearly see what's going on. It's a manufactured situation. All right, it's Ben Mather's show on Fox. Now, meanwhile, this is a minor blip on the NFL radar, but it's something that I partake in, so I wanted to talk about it. Uh, congratulations to Tampa Bay. That's right. The Tampa Bay Bucks have won the NFL's version of the booby prize. The Buccaneers have been selected as the documentary team on Hard Knocks, inside the box. So there was talk of a curse for Hard Knocks. This has been making the rounds that Tampa Bay is jinxed now because they're going to appear on Hard Knocks. There's this belief that any team that appears on the NFL reality show is destined for failure. You buy that? Nah. Come on. I like the conspiracy theory, but this idea that you are handicapped because of some cameras in your locker room is ridiculous. A, more times than not, the NFL, what do they do? They put doormat teams on hard knocks. That's how you end up, especially recently, that's how you end up on that show. You have to miss the playoffs and uh, a certain number of years and be not essentially irrelevant. Uh, and it's a tool to prop up often less popular franchises. And uh, clearly things do change when you put a camera somewhere. With the old line, when you put a camera uh, in a room, reality changes. It changes reality. Having a camera there, people act differently. It's common knowledge that we all act differently when we, we know we're being watched. That's why police put cameras all over the place because it's not going to stop crime, but it'll if people know there are cameras there, oftentimes... They'll, uh, they'll act differently and maybe better not do stupid stuff uh, as often. But the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are they a compelling team? Eh, I'd put them at a seven, which I guess is pretty good for compelling. Uh, and as we often point out, the second part of this real quick, as a distant relative of Nostradamus, I would like to use my crystal ball. I'm going to foreshadow some big storylines that will be on Hard Knocks. Now, I don't know. I don't know anyone that works at Hard Knocks. I don't know anyone that works at NFL Films. I am merely spitballing. I am making educated guesses. 
We are going to save this in the time capsule, and then when Hard Knocks debuts, we will bring this back, and we will play this, and we will see how close I got to being right. This is what I believe the producers of Hard Knocks are going to come up with. They, they have an outline that they follow, the same essential outline for every show. It's kind of like if you watch Property Brothers or Love It or List It. They have the same format, the same, you know, something always has to go wrong in the, uh, the home renovation. There has to be that, that plot twist in the middle. Well, for Mold. A, yeah, mold. <laughs> I just don't have any more money. Your budget's shot. I can only do so much. Right, so, so anyway, so on Hard Knocks, here's what I'm thinking for the Bucks. I'm thinking Jameis Winston, obviously, this is a no-brainer. You could do this, right? Jameis Winston, heavily featured. They'll chronicle the pressure that Winston is under to take the next step to become an elite quarterback, to be consistent. It's going to be like playing the Looney Tunes. And they will work overtime to make him like Mother Teresa. He will be surrounded by children and sick people, and he will go to hospitals and do charity events, and there will be a camera everywhere. You will think that he is Gandhi by the time Hard Knocks is done, Jameis Winston. Uh, and then I don't know who the Bucks are going to draft. They have the 19th pick in the NFL draft. Whoever they pick, you will get the – this is a Hard Knocks staple. The shot of him arriving to training camp with his bags, doesn't know what's going to happen at training. You know, the hot shot rookie – adjusting to life in the NFL. That is a staple of hard knocks. Deshaun Jackson arriving in camp, bringing leadership and experience to the young Buccaneers and adjusting to his new teammates. That'll be on hard knocks. Am I good so far? Danny, am I doing pretty good right now? Right? I got one for you. (laughs) Somebody's wife? Well, they got to get I don't know the wives of the Bucs. I'm not familiar with it. But, yeah, not only – a wife, hot, young wife, right? They're all young and hot, so that's not hard. Pretty much any of the players, if they're married, they got hot, young wives. How about this? Position battle. Struggling, hot shot, Florida State kicker, Roberto Aguayo. Remember him? He missed all those field goals and all that. And he's in a training camp battle with Nick Folk. So they'll go, now who's going to win the battle to be the kicker for the Bucks? You do that? Well, and I meant a crazy wife, because isn't, isn't Brent Grimes on the the oh, Bucks roster? Was, I don't know. She she might be too. Would the NFL would the NFL go with Brent Grimes' wife though? It would be bad for the bad look yeah, for. He's still with the Bucks. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. I that's not bad. All the the baggage that he carries due to his big mouth wife. Yeah. Oh, she's she's great. Uh, she's been arrested before at a Dolphins game when he played for the Dolphins and ripped. Didn't she call the Dolphins owner like uh, racist or something? Like she's had a bunch of rants. She's already been tweeting about it. She's ready. Oh, she's excited. Oh yeah, that's a good one. She's selling her. She's selling sponsors right now. Is she? <laughs> she she has like a podcast that no one listens to or something like that. I think she's got some stuff going on there. Well, good for her. Oh, you know, here's another one. Doug Martin coming back from rehab, but not rehab from an operation. Rehab for. Substance abuse, right? A little drug issue there. And the quarter, the, the running back battle. Did I miss any? Is there anything else? I got one for you. Yes, Ralph. Uh, the players that accidentally got caught down the street at the dollhouse. Oh, the the strip club? Yeah. yeah. 
Ballet. Is Dirk Cutter a compelling enough figure, the, the Bucks coach? He's kind of like a generic coach. He's, there's nothing really that stands out about him. He reminds me of Mike Smith. Remember the Falcons coach that was on Hard Knocks? And, and I guess Cutter was on that staff uh, a couple years ago. He doesn't really move the needle. I think we nailed it. I think we've, we've done everything here. I think we've got it all right. And we'll have to wait and find out when the show comes on in, uh, in September, right? Or August. I think August. Training camp gets going late July, early August. All right, Ben Maller show on Fox. Later this hour, we have Ask Ben your questions, our answers. We'll uh, get to all that and delete that tweet. Delete that tweet. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller show is 79% more enjoyable when you join the knuckleheads on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. Message the Maller Posse, including Danny G at Danny G Radio. Way to go, Danny. (laughs) Now back to Ben Maller. Delete that tweet. Well, Danny Amendola was not was not at the White House with the Patriots, but he did send out a tweet. Uh, President Trump mentioned Danny Amendola's name, and he thought, well, that was pretty cool when the president mentions my name. That's kind of neat. And so Trump gave a shout-out to Danny Amendola and said, where's Danny? Uh, where's Danny? And uh, we have that? All right, let's, let's, go, let's go to the audio tape, as they say. Here we go. The fourth down conversion by Danny Amendola. Where's Danny? Where's Danny? West Virginia. Way to go, Danny. Uh, so Danny Amendola said thanks for the shout out and then he uh, used Donald Trump's Twitter account uh, in the gym funeral service for my boy and then he gave the the name of the person that died uh, rest in peace and so you think well there's that's a harmless tweet Uh, sure enough the uh, the snowflakes got very upset they were offended by this they started attacking Danny Amendola uh, for thanking the president for mentioning his name, and it got so ugly that Amendola had to delete the tweet because, because these people could not handle the fact that he sent a, a message to the, the, the president. Uh, that's the world we live in. That's, that is outstanding. That is great. All right, let's go to Tammy in Montana, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Tammy. Hey, where are the white women at? Montana. That's where they are. <laughs> Hey, Ben. Um, First off, you shouldn't stress about your equipment not working at um, work. As long as it works at home, you will make your happy uh, wife happy. So that's all you need to worry about. Good point. If I had to choose between the equipment at work uh, working and uh, the stuff at home, I would would go with your response. Yes. Yes, exactly. Hey, um, and I'm sure I know this is old. Um, This is from the first hour, but I wanted to um, stay on hold and say something about something. But um, here, here we go with real talk again. You know, you said that he's intimidating people and, and all this stuff. But all I see is that he challenges people. They answer the challenge. He backs out because he needs, like, I don't know, two weeks of practice time to get ready for an octagon. And I challenged him two weeks ago, and I haven't heard anything about oh, it. Oh, so, you, you would like to – you really want to do that, though, Tim. This is – this is a piranha situation. You sure you want to go into the octagon? 
I challenged two weeks ago. Okay, I'm right. waiting to hear. Uh, uh, all right. So all right, all right. thanks, Ben. All right. All right. Thank you, Tammy. All right. There she goes. Real talk, your move. My memory of real talk is he got in. He wanted to get in it with Jed who fled. And then uh, Jed who fled got the nickname Jed who fled because he wasn't there for the, the octagon. And then we had another octagon with this guy that used to call a show named Jet Fuel George. And then Jet Fuel George, he just melted down like a ball of tears. And uh, that was it. He quit the show. So embarrassed by the uh, humiliation of. Like, wasn't it two weeks that Jet Fuel George every day called? I want to take on Real Talk. I'll stay on hold the whole show. He got his opportunity, and it was embarrassing. I felt bad for him, but that's what happens when you when you take on the champ, the heavyweight champ. That's what happened. It's the Matt Maller Show on Fox. Let's go to Johnny, who knows the way to San Jose. Hello, Johnny. Hello, Ben. Thank you for taking the call. What's up, buddy? What's on your mind? Hey, you know what? Tammy just added one on. So I've got to guess she's under 35 because... I think Tammy the... just turned 21. Okay, so you know, her attitude will change over time. But So one comment, one question. Comment is, the whole Westbrook thing is going to change. How do you measure an MVP? Well, very um, simply, a, very simply, uh, wins are a big part of it because your value, at least the way I was raised, I know things are different now, but is that wins are the, the most important thing. Fair that, enough, but he plays no defense. Neither does Westbrook. So, uh, I don't care enough. about defense. People don't buy tickets to watch defense. People call radio, totally sh- people call radio shows and say, I, I, we need defense. No one's bought a ticket saying, I really hope that guy can be a shutdown defender tonight. No, I get it. No, you're yeah. you're 100 percent right. Yeah. So here's the here's the ultimate question: If the Warriors go through um, the playoffs and what have you without KD, can they win the ring? Yes, but that's assuming that no one else is going to get hurt. All right. So so if the Warriors, so basically they're the same team as they were last year, give or take. I mean, well, they should have won last you know. year. They played like choking dogs after going up three one. We know what happened. So. Yes. Oh no doubt. Yes. No, there was the, the green got bounced and and uh, Boga yeah. was hurt. But yes, you're 100 percent right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't see. I don't see why. I don't see why the they, Celtics. Well, they're not going to play Washington or the Celtics. They're, they're going to play Cleveland. Is who they're going to play? It'll okay. be Cleveland and Golden State for the third consecutive year. So if it's Cleveland. Um, I like how you're fi- you're figuring this out with me on the fly. I like that about you, John. No, I'm trying to figure this out. Without yeah. KD, it's basically the same game as last year. Can they beat? Well, it's um, not. Cleveland's not as good as they were last year either. All right? I mean, it's not. And they're minor. They're, they're cosmetic changes that LeBron went nuts about because Matthew Dellavedova is not there. And, and also Timothy Mozgov. But, uh, but so they're, they're a little different. They, they don't play much defense. And they don't even often try on defense. So that's the difference. So you're saying no KD, we're still wrong. Yes, but that's assuming that no one else has a, an injury. And that's a big if. So. Well, it's an if for both teams, but I get it. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Have I solved all, right. all of life's problems, Johnny? We, we've made the world a better place with this conversation. Hey, so, Ben, don't forget, I yeah. said 16, 16 wins by the Warriors. You said you give me an hour on the radio. Did I say that, Danny? Did I give this guy? A- you did. 
about a month ago. Yep. Danny, did I say that? This guy? Hold on, Danny, did you turn your mic. I don't remember that. Yeah, no, we don't. We misremember that. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. I'll call you in a couple weeks and All remind right. you. All right, Jim. All right, All thank right. you. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Ask Ben. What is Ask Ben? It's your questions. It's our answers. So send them in. Send those hot, hot takes in. Yes, or questions, which are hot takes often. Just package as questions. Uh, that's uh, hashtag Ask Ben on Twitter or our Facebook page. And, hey, you're on Facebook anyway, so you might as well like our page. It's Ben Maller Show on Facebook. <laughs> I think we almost have caught the guy that goes to NASCAR races and wears a tire around his waist. Uh, he had a lot more people that liked him than liked us. But we're trying to catch that guy. That's who we're trying to catch in Facebook likes. So if you could like our page, that would help us out a lot. It's Ben Maller's show on Facebook. We get to ask Ben. We'll also play this game I, I teased in three hours ago. We'll get to that as well. We'll do it all in 60 seconds. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And now, here he is, Ben Maller. It can be said you are never going to suffer from loneliness in the overnight hours. Your radio friends are here every night. Just hanging out on this side of the radio or the smartphone or however you listen to the show. And if you listen during the day, we're not your friends because we're sleeping, but we are there for you on the podcast. Check our podcast out on iTunes. We're going to get to Ask Ben coming up in a couple minutes. That's your questions and our answers. So compose some good questions. They might be read on the air. Maybe they won't. We have a golden ticket right now being cashed. And that means we go to Indiana Andy, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Because I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. You know, Ben, I was kind of disappointed when I, I called, and Coop actually didn't know that I had won not one but two golden tickets. Well, in defense of Coop, it is his birthday today, and oh. he is celebrating. So, yeah. Well, happy birthday. Oh, Ben, you've got, like, job. so many people no. calling up and wishing me a happy birthday. It is a special it's, day for you, Coop. I mean, you're, you're moving mountains here. This it is, is not my birthday. It is your birthday, Coop. Congratulations. This is a day you look forward to on the calendar, Coop. Don't lie to me. We know the truth. Well, that is true, yeah. but it's not my birthday. Okay. You be ignorant over there, but we know the truth. We... <clears throat> All right, so, yes, uh, well, yeah. I know, Andy, let's get to it here. What, what do you got for a couple of quick things. Uh, one, I, I was reminded of this yesterday when you were talking about Charles Barkley and the, the lack of, of quality on color commentators or sports commentators in general. And it really struck me when I watched the other night Dallas Braden, is it, on, on oh, Major he League is, Baseball? He is terrible. Oh, my God, he's a Wookiee. A Wookiee in bad well, I'm not clothes. even talking about that. I'm talking about what he says. I, I mean, I don't care about what he looks like, but he just, is, he just speaks in cliches and platitudes, and it's just brutal. It's a hard, so it's a hard listen. The, hard, the, the, yeah, he, the qualification is he played. Well, I mean, he got, he got one no-hitter. I mean, that's great for the A's, yeah, yeah. but I don't. You know, I don't remember. Well, I don't. I don't else. know. I don't know the hiring. I don't know the hiring policy. I, I do know that a lot of a lot of companies. 
the, the people that do the hiring generally love uh, ex-jocks and they love their star efforts. So, you know, if you've well, uh, you're right. He, Br- Dallas Braden's not a star, and maybe I, I think, maybe he'll get better, but he stinks right now. I think it should be a rule too that the jocks cannot wear their college or team rings while they're on the air. Yeah. Good luck you on know. that. My my second thing is yes. If you know, I'm a voiceover person, former radio professional, television also. Because I can you, you send know, me your re- can you send me your resume? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Next time Eddie's off, I'm available. Man. Anyway, right. not that Ralph's not doing a great job. How do you know he doesn't say anything? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the, that's the issue, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, if Tammy from Montana and me got together and had kids, would we have the world's best voiceover artist ever? Well, that's Steve. Is this like a kickoff to Ask Ben? Is that? Yeah, I think it's worth. I think it's worth finding out. Would you like to have kids with Tammy? Is that what you're saying? You want to you want to find out like a weird science experiment? You want to fly to Montana and we'll see what can happen here? I don't have enough data. You have enough but, data. Uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, no, you, you'd probably have a kid that has a terrible voice. That's what you'd have. Uh, that that would be a good-looking kid, no voice, brother. You know, yeah. the first words he would say maybe are, are in a world gone mad kind of thing. You know, I like that. All right, I got to go, but yeah. thank you, Andy. Indiana. The Ben Maller Show on Fox. Whether it's a first or seventh round pick, drafting the right player, the key to success. You're going to find that out with the NFL draft coming up next week. That six foot four receiver, that edge rusher with speed, your team gets that player, you're going places. The same goes for your business or department. Finding the right talent matters. It makes the difference. When you need to hire, where do you go to scout talent? You know? Maybe you don't. Maybe it's not working for you. You can't find top talent by posting your job to just one site. You need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can with ZipRecruiter. With ZipRecruiter, they've got the easy-to-use uh, platform that is just wonderful. Instantly distribute your job to 200-plus job boards across the web, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single Click. ZipRecruiter then identifies potential candidates. It'll notify them about your job in a matter of minutes. So don't get stuck without the right lineup. Discover today, right now, why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes nationwide. And right now, you, as a listener to the Ben Maller Show, can kick off your hiring on ZipRecruiter for free. You got nothing to lose here. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Maller. That's M-A-L-L-E-R. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Maller. Try it for free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Maller. It's now time for... Time for... Hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter! Send us your questions on Twitter now. This is not a total fabrication. It is not totally dishonest. It is... Mallard of the third degree, and uh, not Mallard. It's Mallard of the third degree. It's it's Ask Ben. What am I doing? It's Ask Ben. All right, Koopa Loop. What do we have here? Let's get to it. Koop the Loop. All right, Ben. Uh, we're gonna start with a question for you. Okay, goody. This is from Gerald on Facebook. Hello, Gerald on Facebook. Ben, do you sit with the commoners at Clippers games, or do you sit in Steve Ballmer's royal box? 
Well, Balmer should have me sitting courtside. I am a very important figure, very prominent figure in the Clipper franchise, me and Clipper Daryl and Chuck the Condor. Uh, but, no, I sit in the worst possible location. In fact, you, many people don't even know I go to these games. With Chuck? No, Chuck's courtside. What I do is my move is I'm, I'm as close to the pearly gates as you can get. I sit at the very top of Staples Center, perched overneath the uh, the arena there. The reason I do that is because people annoy me and I'm away from everyone. I got my own little corner there. And then on the playoffs, there's like other radio people there and stuff like that. But I, I've got my own space kind of spread out a little bit, my own TV. I got everything. Game's right in front of me. It's good. So, But, uh, no, I do not sit with the unwashed. I sit with no one. Next. All right, Ben, here's another question oh, for you. Back-to-back back and belly-to-belly belly and face-to-face face on Ask Ben. Might be the most random question I've ever seen during Ask Ben, but maybe maybe you've got some sort of uh, expertise I don't know well, about. I'm the all-time champion on Ask Ben. Uh, this is from Jasmine <laughs> on Twitter. Hello, Jasmine. Jasmine wants to know, Ben, if a monkey bites me, what kind of shots do I need to get? <laughs> <laughs> a lot and right away. That's the answer. A lot of shots and right away. And it depends what country you're in when that happens. All right, next. All right. Uh, this is How much pot did Jasmine smoke before that question? <laughs> no, for real. Uh, here's a question for everyone. This is from Eric on Twitter. He also, Hi, Eric. He also asked the same question on Facebook. Was it the monkey question? No. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, we've had half of this question before, but we'll do it again anyway. Okay. Soft or hard shell tacos, and what is your go-to meat of choice inside said taco? Uh, there's really no debate. Uh, it is The Crunchy Taco is the premier taco. It's the elite taco. It's in a different class than all other tacos. Deep fried, crunchy, delicious, wonderful goodness. Um, as far as the meat, I like my meat seasoned. Uh, and I, uh, well, that's going <laughs> to. Mark Tate. <laughs> I'm going to defer to that. I don't care. what. As long as it's not uh, chewy, stretchy. It's got to be cooked the right way. So it's uh, – all right, I'm, I'm done with this because you're just going to chop this up and make me look bad. Uh, Danny, uh, you got anything? <laughs> so I, I would go soft shell. That's a burrito. It, well, no, not no, really big. Man. It's a street taco. Carne asada. Not a real taco. Uh, Oh, real oh, taco man. is deep no, fried. It's the exact <laughs> opposite, Ben. What you no. are talking about is not a real taco. I am talking yeah. about look at, look gut at, stuffing. Ralph is from goodness. the streets. He could back me up. Soft, soft uh, flour tortilla, right? No. Oh, corn tortilla. Ralph's corn, corn, tor- corn yeah. tortilla deep fried. That's right. No. With bright neon orange cheese on top. <laughs> I think that the, the fried flour is good also. Like what we get in uh, East that's L.A. Called, that's ben. called a quesadilla. I, I lived in I lived in Lincoln Heights for like five years, which is you know a hotbed of great Mexican food. But I every Mexican restaurant I went into in Lincoln Heights in East LA, I said this is the worst. Where are the deep fried tacos? They're the not I mean, real. They're love, they are real. Look, I love the the corn tortillas, but the the flour uh, tortilla fried King Taco does that in East LA, Big Ben, and that's bomb. And also ground beef if you're going to go hard shell. Yeah, ground beef's pretty good. Yeah. Coop, you're. Your thoughts on this very important issue. Yes, it's 
it's all about street tacos, corn tortilla, small corn tortilla with with carnitas would be my my uh, meat of choice. Well, we know you have an ironclad stomach coop, and you'd probably go and eat those street hot dogs in L.A. Oh, that those are, are delicious. Yeah. Or the, the oh, bacon-wrapped hot would dogs. Would you walk outside of the L.A. Coliseum and they, yeah. they sell them, uh, the hot dogs wrapped in bacon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's okay. what I was talking about. <laughs> Time to pause for the cause. I will pause for the cause. We'll have the big finish. It's Ask Ben your questions, our answers. Will we get any more monkey questions? Stay tuned. We'll find out next. There's a whirlwind of excitement going on around our show Reddit page. Search our subreddit at Ben Maller Show and get the latest authentic listener-generated content about the Maller Militia. Let's go back to the lunacy now with Ben Maller. And right back to it. It is Ask Ben. Your questions and our answers. Keep them coming. Hashtag Ask Ben. Koopaloo. All right, Ben, this is for everybody. This is from Marvin on Twitter. Marvin wants to know, what is your munchie of choice? Well, right now, almonds, because I'm doing the low-carb diet during the week. But when I'm not on the low-carb diet, pretty much anything with salt, salt, sugar, or fat. Uh, Anything with salt, sugar, and fat is good, but candy, uh, Cheetos, uh, you name it, uh, I'm I'm down with it. What about you, Danny G? I would go Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its? Yeah. Yeah. And and one about, thing, and how about I, wheat thins? You can eat the whole box of those. Too. Those those aren't bad. And one thing I like to do, you'd be a big fan of this. I get the uh, the Hidden Valley Ranch packets. Yeah, put it in sour cream, stir it, make some homemade ranch, and dip chips, cheez its, carrot sticks, anything in the ranch. Big Ben, that's a snack of uh, of legend right there. You are part of the devil. It's cool. it's weird that you just said that, Danny. I I don't I don't typically snack. I just way overindulge when eating meals but if i if i were to snack cheese it's are my go-to snack cheese it's are are great they're okay nice they're i like fantastic. wheat thins more than cheese no right. get out of here i do you eat a whole box wheat thins get too boring after yeah. a handful of them yeah you need that you gotta salty, mix them with chocolate delicious yeah. you mix cheese. them with chocolate wait what you add a little chocolate on the side. And you're good. All right, next. Come on. We got to right. up here. I uh, like my meat season. This is this question's from Ariel. On, <laughs> Clearly <laughs> edited. I never said that. Nobody heard that. Ariel on Facebook. Do you open your Oreo cookie before eating one? For the most part, it was an embarrassing day for the NFL community and specifically the NFL media world and many of the sports media. It was humiliating. I was embarrassed for people. We'll discuss why. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote it was the story of the day it was the story of the week it might be very well the story of the month certainly in the nfl it is aaron hernandez at one time the future of the new england patriots at the tight end position is dead in fact we found out just after we got off the air for the ben maller show yesterday the news started coming out of massachusetts that aaron hernandez had committed suicide in prison and that happens a lot in prison. It's a regular occurrence. It doesn't end up fodder for media conversation because, let's face it, these guys, most of them aren't NFL players. They're not people we know about. And so, anyway, Aaron Hernandez, 
a convicted murderer, right? That's what Aaron Hernandez is. And yet, because of his celebrity and the fact that he used to catch touchdown passes and wore number 81 for Bill Belichick's New England Patriots back in the day, he was memorialized by many tone-deaf sports media guys all day long. The Aaron Hernandez narrative got into the sports media cycle, and it was also recovered, or covered, I should say, by non-sports media people. And it was embarrassing the way that this went down. So I wanted to talk about this, and, and if you would ask me, what do you make of Aaron Hernandez's death being treated as, by many, a sad event in the NFL media, the word I would use is pathetic. That's the word to describe this. And the, the answer why here, number one, Aaron Hernandez was not an innocent victim. And it seems like some are trying to use revisionist history. And I know that when, when someone dies, right, this is all we're all wired the same way. We come from different backgrounds, different places in the world, whatnot. Economics are different, but we're all kind of wired the same, right? When someone dies, you you are a saint at death. You can be the worst person, but usually you'll find something good to say about someone when they die. That's we're all wired that way. But in Aaron Hernandez's case, this is someone who is not some innocent, you know, in the wrong place at the wrong time. He was not a bystander. You've got to be realistic when you talk about his story. Aaron Hernandez was a cold-blooded killer. That's who he was. He was convicted in the death of Olden Lloyd, a 27-year-old semi-pro football player. And many people believe that Aaron Hernandez killed other people. Now, he did win in court last week on a double murder charge. But there are those that think he actually did do that as well, and they would have continued down that path. At the time of his death, let's focus on who he did kill, Aaron Hernandez. That would be Odin Lloyd. And we took a call earlier, and I feel like it's important to go back down this road because there are people saying, well, he would have eventually gotten off on that, on appeal, that Aaron Hernandez would have won that case. Well, here's the problem with that. If you actually look at the facts, there was overwhelming evidence that pointed right at Aaron Hernandez. This guy, Odin Lloyd, was dating Aaron Hernandez, uh, the the sister of Aaron Hernandez's fiance. And prosecutors claimed, and they won the case, they claimed that the guy Lloyd had said something to Aaron Hernandez that lost trust, that destroyed the relationship that they had. Many people believe that means that Lloyd knew a really dark skeleton in Aaron Hernandez's closet, and Aaron Hernandez felt like it was better off if this guy was dead. That was his motivation to kill him. And for those that think that Aaron Hernandez would have gotten off, if you look at the evidence in this case, I know it's been a couple of years, but if you look at the evidence of the case, the surveillance footage shows Odin Lloyd leaving his house in the south end of Boston he got into a car, an Altima, with Aaron Hernandez and a couple of other people, a couple of associates. Surveillance camera footage then shows a car driving towards a secluded industrial park in Massachusetts, and all of these men are in the car. Four minutes later, that same car is shown driving back. There's one person not in the car, and that's the guy that was murdered, Odin Lloyd. Fatally shot. We were saying, well, yeah, but the other people could have done it. Now, nine days after the shooting, Aaron Hernandez 
was charged, and he got released 90 minutes after his arrest. 90 minutes. And he went home and destroyed the surveillance system he had at his house, thinking that that would clean his hands of any kind of evidence. Well, as we know, in the cyber world, nothing is really arrested. Everything's on the on the record. And so he has blood-stained hands. It, it is a net positive that Aaron Hernandez is not around anymore. He's going to save the taxpayers in Massachusetts some money. And as far as the sad angle here, Aaron Hernandez, these are self-inflicted wounds. I, I don't have any empathy for him at all, none. Uh, and, and I feel good for you know, it. It's sad that the, the, the daughter, is the four-year-old kid's not going to have a father. But can you imagine? They, they dragged that kid as a prop in court uh, the trial last week, last couple weeks, the double murder, they brought the four-year-old daughter to a murder trial where her father was the defendant. Does that sound like a sane, rational thing to do? So, come on. And, and secondly, as we talk here on Fox Sports Radio, I'm, I'm very tired and fed up and annoyed with people making excuses for Aaron Hernandez. We all have choices to make. In life, and by most accounts, Aaron Hernandez, those that that knew him, those that studied his life, Aaron Hernandez wanted to be a gangster. He got his wish. That's what he wanted. Hernandez was just masquerading as an NFL player, and it's it's annoying to hear the excuses, the yeah, but you don't understand, you know, yeah, but he had a tough childhood, yeah, he hung out with the wrong crowd. The latest one is that he suffered from CTE. Now, that's the new, let's toss that on top of the pile, scapegoat. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there are some that are convinced that uh, that, that all of this is, is the reason, and Aaron Hernandez should get a free pass, and we should, we should celebrate him. I mean, people are trying to paint Hernandez as someone who was somehow tricked or duped into this, and my advice would be to stop. We, we all have choices to make, and there are plenty of people that have tough years growing up, and they don't end up killing people. There are people that make bad choices with friends. They don't pick good friends, and they you know, make mistakes, but they don't end up murdering someone. And as far as the CTE card, overplayed. I'll use the word overplayed here. Uh, and, and, again, there's plenty of NFL players, and I'm, I'm sure there's some level of CTE in all of them. In fact, they're still studying the brain injuries of football players, and they're trying to determine the uh, the depth of that. And the research is not complete. I mean, many people think that the research is done. They have a clear-cut idea of everything. They don't. They're still finding out new revelations on that. And there are some people that never played football that never suffered from any known head trauma, that also have CTE. So do those people go around? Are they also killing people? Is this like an excuse? Like, well, I played football. I got a brain injury, so I'm going to kill someone. I mean, think about it. Come on. You commit crime, and you, there's people lining up to defend you with these different different excuses. The, the bottom line, for the, the better part of the last 24 hours, we're almost coming up to the 24-hour mark, where this news came out, a good chunk of my colleagues in the sports media have been, as I said, memorializing a murderer. 
And it's very nice you pick and choose your narratives. There was another guy that was a murderer who didn't didn't get the publicity his entire life that Aaron Hernandez got. That guy on Facebook that that killed the old person in Cleveland. You know, are, are people celebrating uh, his life and saying that he he might have had CTE? He probably picked some bad friends along the way and made some poor life choices. Where are the people celebrating that guy? The Ben Maller Show on Fox. It just annoyed me, and I know there's some new revelations that have come out about uh, the suicide of Aaron Hernandez, but uh, it's, uh, please stop with the uh, he's a saint. Uh, he's not. He is absolutely not. All right, so the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox, 877-99 on Fox, if you'd like to take part, 877-996-6369. And we're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of it uh, that way as well. We'll take your phone calls at 877-99-FOX. As I said, uh, Eddie Garcia is away. He's celebrating Coop's birthday his own way. And if we had put odds up at the offshore book and said which one of the members of the show would not show up to work on 420 – I'm guessing that Coop would have been the longest, or, or, or uh, Eddie would have been the longest of long. Like Coop was the overwhelming favorite in the odds. I mean, it, it, it's no contest. Like everyone was betting on Coop to not show up on this particular day. I'm not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add up. Yeah, I agree. Very surprising that Eddie would would be away. It's uh, Ben Maller showing Fox. Now in the NBA last night, Russell Westbrook set a mark, the, the highest point total in a triple-double. Can you have a, a great stat night and a terrible stat night at the same time? The answer is yes, because Russell Westbrook, for the first three quarters, shot 52%, was very efficient, and then cost his team a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter by having the worst fourth quarter in playoff history. Don't! Four of 18, there's never been a player that missed more shots in the fourth quarter than Allen Iverson or than uh, than Westbrook. That's an Allen Iverson performance, is what I meant to say. But Iverson, in his day with Philadelphia back, you know, fifteen years ago, whenever he was at his prime, Iverson took a lot of shots, but he never missed that many shots. No one has missed more shots in the fourth quarter in playoff basketball than Russell Westbrook. Uh, he was. Brutal for Oklahoma City. He had four turnovers in the fourth quarter. And now the Rockettes of Houston are a couple wins away from advancing to the second round of the NBA playoffs. That's the big story in basketball from the competition last night. Now, I wanted to play a game. I meant to play this game like an hour and a half ago, but let's play the game. What story is less believable or what story is more believable? And I have two stories here that I feel are both hyperbole, but which one is more believable? All right, story number one. Kobe Bryant, writing for a fledgling website started by Derek Jeter and some Wall Street hedge fund guys, allegedly. Uh, Kobe Bryant claimed that back when he took on Allen Iverson years and years ago in the late 90s, uh, he pointed out that he studied Kobe how Sharks Hunt Seals as a guide to help him guard Allen Iverson. He, 
he claimed that he uh, did some research and he studied how great white sharks hunt seals off the coast of South Africa, and he used that research to help him stop Alan Iris. So that's story number one. There's sound of Kobe as he was uh, doing his research. Watch out, Kobe! That one's going to bite! So that's story one. Kobe claiming that he studied sharks off the coast of South Africa. Great white sharks that hunt seals. Story number two. Steph Curry tells GQ magazine, do you see this story? One of his favorite pastimes is organizing the garage. Uh, Steph Curry says uh, he gets in his zone, the Golden State Warrior star, by putting the shelves in the proper order, putting the shoeboxes here, moving athletic equipment around, putting everything in place. He said that's his zone, he told GQ magazine. All right, so these both sound outrageous. Which story is more believable? I'm going to answer this first, and I'm going to go with the Steph Curry story. The Steph Curry story is more believable because that sounds like something that Steph Curry would do. He's kind of... Is boring the right word? I don't know if boring is the right word, but I, I, I could see him as being a neat freak and wanting everything lined up in a certain way. I don't think that's that outrageous. He's a little, he's a little young to be like a neat freak and, and have to have everything in the proper order and clean. And when, when he's talking about cleaning a garage, he's talking about cleaning a garage at a massive mansion, like a 10-car garage, right? This is not a one-car garage we're talking about. This is a basketball player making a lot of money, who lives in a palace. All right, so when he says, I'm cleaning the garage, he's talking about a palace. Now, Kobe Bryant, I feel like Kobe's just trying to add on to his mythology. He's not playing anymore. He's trying to add on to his legend. So it's like, his kids were probably looking at a shark video on YouTube, and he's like, i got to write something for this stupid website. Let me put this on there. People will buy this. They'll eat it up. All right, so that's my answer. Anybody disagree with that? Anyone disagree with those answers? Nah, based on those dad shoes that Curry released last season, yeah, you you could see him organizing a garage. That's a t- the, the, the organizing the garage thing. Like I don't, I, I'm uh, not a neat freak, but I like things. I, I like to know where things are. Does that make sense? Like I'm not a total neat freak, but I kind of want to know where stuff is. Like I put my keys in the same place because I've lost my keys before. So you'll organize, but you won't dust. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Well, I, I'm certainly not going to dust here at Fox Sports Radio. I know that. That's not happening. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox, 877 99 on Fox, 877 996 6369. Later this hour, we will have fact or fiction. We'll have that a little bit later in the hour. And some shopping issues in the world of sports. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join the Knuckleheads on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. Message the Maller Posse and follow Ben on Twitter at Ben Maller. I like my meat season. Well, who doesn't? Now back to Ben Maller. And we will have fact or fiction coming up in a couple minutes. Guy writes in, you bozo! I don't think people are saying Aaron Hernandez is a saint or was a saint. Uh, 
I, I got that sense from uh, from a lot of what I, the coverage I was watching, and maybe you saw something different. But uh, let's go to Carl, who's in Massachusetts on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Carl. Good morning, Ben. Uh, Hernandez, I have a lot of issues with, uh, but uh, reading the law here in Massachusetts, if you're convicted on a first degree murder, there is no you cannot appeal it. There is a court automatic court appeal because they look to see if there was any mistakes in the court process of what was done within the the court trial and that i know for a fact because i had to go through with uh, a first degree murder situation in my own family so there is no uh hernandez's lawyers could not have appealed that conviction well, they're they're, telling, they're painting a different story. They're, in fact, their their reports are saying that uh, the case is is under appeal, and the conviction could be thrown out because right, because but, he died and you know he killed well, himself. Well, the and, thing is, is, and I was also just reading because I'm delivering the uh, news out here yeah. right now in in the paper. They report as part of that law because of the automatic appeal process because he never made it to that point in time, which usually takes two to three, maybe four years after the conviction, then what will happen is, is the conviction gets automatically vacated. It doesn't exist anymore. Which, like you say, you know, he was convicted. It's there. It'll never go away. The only problem is, because of the civil trial that Odin Loy's family was trying to get money out of the estate for Fernandez had, yeah. they're not. They don't have the opportunity anymore. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. But uh, it's uh, that that part is a complicated uh, mess. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate that. Uh, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Let's say hello to Nick who's on Fox Sports Radio in Washington. Hello, Nick. Oh, maybe this is Nick. This is Nick. Rookie of the Year, huh? Yeah, what's that, Nick? I'm sorry. Yes, Nick, what? MLB, Rookie of the Year. Who do you have? Haven't spent one second thinking about it. One second what? It's not even the end of April. <laughs> Come on, man. What the hell's wrong with you? Mitch Hanniger. Oh, Thirteen-game hit streak. Stop. He broke up a uh, no-hitter last night. Yeah, it's a young Joe, never heard of him. Young Joe DiMaggio. Hey, they're not going to say the Gene Segura trade. They're going to say the Mitch Hanniger trade. Yes, they're not going to say. Know. They're not going to say either. Is what is actually what, oh, what you're referring come to? Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just. You ask me a question, I give you the answer. You don't like the answer, but that's the that's the way. It is. You know who's going to win the Rookie of the Year is in the American League, Aaron Judge. That guy. Aaron. Yeah, he plays for the Yankees. This guy's like Paul Bunyan. He's moonshots. I, I'm, I'm starting to, uh, to dig that guy playing baseball. He's good. I don't know where the hell he came from, but he's, he's a good baseball player. Looks to be a good player. Hey, did you see uh, Ichiro's last hit in Safeco? Home no, run, baby. I, I was watching the baseball game. Oh, they, didn't they give out a bobblehead at Safeco, an Ichiro bobblehead? Yeah. yeah. A double. One Mariner, one uh, Marlin. It was like a duel. Wow. That's yeah. cool. Did you go to the game? I did. Yeah, where, where are you going to put the bobblehead? Are you going to sell it or are you going to keep I, it? I gave it to my kids. That's a smart move. And the, got two the, of them. Well, the kids, you know. now how old is the kid? How old are the kids you, you gave the thing to? Four and eight. Okay. The eight-year-old will rip the head off. 
of the bobblehead. No, the four-year-old. Oh, the four, oh, yeah, the four-year-old. Yeah, we'll decapitate the bobblehead. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You put a Barbie head on top of it instead. <laughs> you should take a photo and send that out, and people will accuse you of being uh, some kind of twisted bastard. They will uh, call you mean names. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, everybody's going to be offended. But uh, did you find Ralph on the night cleaning crew? Uh, Ralph actually went home. He's He's been asleep for about four hours. My man Ralph's been snoozing. But seriously, I mean, like, what? Who, how did you guys find this guy? I mean, where did he well, Ralph's from? a radio professional. He worked, I worked with Ralph in San Diego years ago, and Ralph, we found him. He was actually outside. He was hitchhiking, and he needed a lift. And, and I think it was, did Danny, you picked him up? I think Danny picked up Ralph on the, on the highway and then brought him in here. Now, did anybody roll up uh, Koopa Fatty for his birthday? Oh, Koop is well compensated in that department. Coop, Coop gets well, offers on the entire show. People call him up. Hey, Coop, let's go out have a good time. Let's, me and you, Coop, let's go out have a good time. You know, if he didn't eat so much, I'd take him out. I just can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, I understand. He does. But the thing about Coop is he doesn't care about high-quality food. It's well, I just had a 7-Eleven hot dog. That says anything. Well, then you two, we get along very well. I used to eat 7-Eleven taquitos for lunch, like on the daily. How are they? I did before they tore my guts to pieces. <laughs> See, the, the guy gave it to me for free because it was the end of the night. Ooh, but he couldn't yeah. give me a nice bun. It was kind of crispy, you know. I don't know. I still ate it. Yeah. Well, it'll clear out your system. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, a good thing. All right, thank you. Right, this is, uh, hey, Nick, you have a good night. The, happy birthday, Coop. Yeah, happy birthday. We're all happy for you. Coop's got two birthdays today. When's your other birthday, Coop? When, when, November. November. Right, 17th, so yep. Yeah. Coop believes that in life we should celebrate more, and so he wants to have two birthdays. <coughs> Weren't we going to give Danny G a new birthday? But we, because we're never around on your birthday, because your birthday is over the yeah, holiday. Yeah, you you told me to pick a date during the summer. Did you pick a date? I haven't yet. No, I got to think of one. Okay. Yeah, because I, I get gypped on yeah. uh, the day after Christmas. Yeah. We'll get you like a cake and some balloons, and we just the like- one stinking <laughs> time you're not at work. <laughs> It'll just be like Kobe Bryant's final game. We'll get you cake, balloons. <laughs> we'll have some streamers. It'll be wonderful. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We will get to fact or fiction and some shopping issues. We'll get to all that. We'll do it in 60 seconds. But everyone's friend, Ralph, we'll get to that. We'll do it first. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And now, here he is, Ben Maller. Well, what do you get the guy that has everything? And if you're the guy that has everything, what do you do? Where do you go shopping? Well, LeBron James apparently is a shopper at Sky Mall. I didn't even know that. I thought they went bankrupt. I thought they went out of business. But now, if you fly a lot, you years ago. I don't think this is the case. I haven't flown that much recently. Uh, but last time I flew, I did not see one of their uh, their catalogs. But Sky Mall was a staple of air travel for years. And I, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think they put the catalogs in every plane like they used to. But but maybe I'm wrong on that. But anyway, uh, Richard Jefferson uh, re- recording a flight. Uh, this week, uh, yesterday, with the Cavaliers going from Cleveland to Indiana and showed LeBron on the plane, and he had what appeared to be a a sleep device from Sky Mall. Yay. One of those air pillows 
but it's got like holders for your hands. So it's easier to fly. It's it's hard to describe, but it's a, an air pillow, and then they've got little holders here, and your hands are like right near your chest, like this. So you're sleeping like anyway. So <laughs> I love how I'm describing it. Like you can see what I'm doing. You can see my body language. The best part is for us in the studio next yeah. door watching you act it out yeah. to yourself. Well, because I I feel like you're stalking me, you listening, and you can see what I'm doing. Just imagine my hands are close to my my chin and. Anyway, so Richard Jefferson was goofing on LeBron James for this thing that came from apparently Sky Mall, and LeBron James responded with the one bird salute to uh, to Jefferson. I don't think he realized that this would be broadcast on what looks to be Periscope here. Number one. Or was that Snapchat? Anyway, so it's out there. So if you want to see a photo of LeBron giving the bird with a Sky Mall device. I looked on, on Sky Mall's website, and they have, they're still in business. It would appear, and they have all the same crap uh, they had. You can get an automatic pill dispenser, 28-day electronic organizer with an alarm reminder for $80. That's uh, $50 off. That's just what I want, the automatic pill dispenser. It's a pretty cool thing. That's a conversation piece, right? You can get a nap anytime Anywhere pillow for 50 bucks. There's some values here. There are, there are definitely some values. All right, let's 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 get to it. Here we go. Let's do it. Let's. Is it fact or fiction? Let's face some raw facts. That's a fact, yeah. On the Ben Maller Show. When I was traveling a lot to the East Coast from the West Coast a couple years ago, I had one of those special pillows. Don't work. I'm too tall for them. It's a disaster. It was a waste of money. And it was very frustrating because I was told that I would be able to sleep on any plane, anywhere. Any, it doesn't matter how full the plane was. I'd be able to sleep. I had one of those blow-up pillows, you know, and did not work. All right, let's do this. It's fact or fiction time, and we have three stories. Three of them. You have to figure out which of the three is not true. Separating fiction from fact, we have our celebrity panel of judges, including the power couple. And if it's a Thursday, that means we say hello to Leslie, along with Jack the Judge, but we'll say good morning to Leslie. Hello, Leslie! Hello, Ben. How I wish we could get Jack to change his routine so you could be <laughs> a real sports nut. No, 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 no. We love that you are so loyal and that you are you're holding on. Do you, let, do you remind Jack that you have called for like six months and Jack hasn't called at all? Have you reminded him of that? I, I'm going to again when I see him at breakfast. Yeah. Tell Jack we miss him. You know, and we, we love that he's working out right now, but maybe take like a ten minute break from the workout. How about oh, that? Never, never, never yeah. interrupt it. All right. <laughs> Everything else good? Yes? Yes, yes, uh, yes. Have you ever used one of these air pillows to on your flights up to New York? The uh, no, no. No. Do you sleep on planes? I sleep like a baby. I'm so jealous. Very lucky. I am so jealous that you were able to do that. You can go anywhere. Meditation. You have to start meditating. Okay. Coop will teach me how to meditate. He self-meditates himself. That's our friend Leslie. Who else do we have? We have Patrick in San Diego. Hello, Patrick. Hey, Ben. I don't want to continue talking about that story that you came off the top of the hour with. 
but all I want to say is, well done. That's exactly how I hoped you would have talked about that. Oh, thank you. Pathetic. Is that all a- right, Brennan, enough of that. You know what we got to do for Coop before his birthday in November? We got to get him on the cover of High Time. <laughs> child, child celebrity? Come on. That's an interview that has to happen. I'd be Malin all about Militia that. Has to come you- for that. I don't know. Let's make it happen. We should. How we do we gotta do, make that? Happen. How do we do that? How I would we, frame that in my living room. It'd be one of the highlights of my career. We have got to do that in uh, uh, the right. coverage of your show. Uh, that'd be awesome. All right, Maller Militia. If you know somebody at high times, let's get Coop on the cover. <laughs> Blockbuster Entertainment Award. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the high times cover. <laughs> okay. Yes. That's. Uh, I'm sure the bosses here would be all about that. All right. Uh, hold on a sec, Patrick, the Uber driver. And we have, let's see, Jed, who fled, is going to be part of this. Hello, Jed. Jen, Tammy in Montana, real talk. I, lo- I long for the day to vindicate myself of being Jed who fled. I had a call uh, planned out. You saved him, Ben. You saved him. All right. So, I know. Well, you you have, whatever you do, Jed, you have your mark on this show because of what has happened. You know. And if convicted murder is not enough, Aaron Hernandez, he's a friggin' Florida Gator. Death sentence in and of itself. Spoken like a true seminal. John the Pie Guy. What's going on, Ben? Happy holidays to you. John, sounds like you're celebrating Coop's birthday today. Uh, just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. Definitely not celebrating the Clippers win. Oh, yeah, the Clippers won. That's right. I know you watched that. You were probably pretty happy about that, right? Yeah. Uh, to be, uh, I'm not even going to say it because Danny. All right. Had enough of that. Uh, Radio Rich, the curmudgeon of callers. Oh, uh, yes, indeedy. You know, one song they ought to be playing on there would be, you mentioned the word bird. You should play the bird, the bird. The bird is a word. Oh, yes, the bird, the bird. <laughs> the bird is a word. That's why you ought to you know, Edwin Dallas Willie Garcia should know the answer to this question. Yeah. What team has the reputation of developing the most NHL players? The answer? The... That, he's referring that the bird is the word song. Like, isn't that from, like, the 60s? Am I wrong on that? No, you are not wrong. Okay. <laughs> All right. But for him, that's, like, you know, <laughs> new. Hold on a second. Hey, Rich, did that just debut on the charts in Wheeling? Uh, that Bird is the Word song? No, that's a... Big Boy is in Rochester. Hello. Yeah. I, th- I thought he was doing mornings in L.A. Hello, Big Boy. What's going on, Ben? What's going on? I'm about to get on this uh, Skywalker crush. Oh, you're celebrating. Well, everyone's celebrating <laughs> Coop's birthday today. This is great. About that, yeah, man. But I actually, I read that uh, that article that you read, that you were talking about about Kobe Bryant. It was a, it was an interesting article. Yeah, I don't believe it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, Kobe's that type of player. That's you know, thrives off of things like that, man. Yeah, I think he's real. He held him. He held him. Did you read the whole article? Where he held him like the zero points in the second half. Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah. I think he was. I forgot. You're a, you're a, you're a Clippers fan. Yeah. Going on out here. All right, let's uh, let's do it here. All right, here we go. Story number one: Vivid makes a movie offer to the tennis couple. Now, a video from the Sarasota Open we talked about this week: the tennis match that has gone viral because of uh, X-rated reasons. The the audio we played on the radio show this week. You can hear a couple right across the lake from the tennis courts partaking in a 
very old pastime, making a lot of noise while they were enjoying each other's uh, goodies. And the adult production company, Vivid, is trying to cash in on that viral video. They've offered $200,000 a contract for the couple to come forward and film their own porn. Good luck for them. I hope they hope they do it. Story number two, a cat at the Marlins game dubbed Rally Cat. Uh, earlier this week, another story we, we put some audio from, the, the incident where a gray cat got loose inside Marlins Stadium, delayed the game. The cat eventually scaled the wall and rested in that disgusting home run sculpture in center field. It is being reported now the cat was given the title Rally Cat and has now been adopted by an employee of the Marlins. The cat has been named Don Cattingly. On Twitter, it was named Don Cattingly. And story number three, Longhorns get high-tech lockers because everything's bigger in Texas. Every college football program trying to one-up each other. It's a peeing match, and right now the Longhorns have checked in. They are now taking it to the next level. They have unveiled new lockers that are valued at over $10,000 each. They include 37 inch TV monitors instead of nameplates, and they have all kinds of patent-pending technology, self-cooling helmet rack that dries the helmet, ventilation system specially designed for the lockers that helps with odors. Semi-professional football. All right, those are the three stories. We don't have time to run them all down. Story one, the vivid tennis couple. Story two, the Marlins cat gets a home and a name. And story number three, High-tech lockers in Texas. Leslie, we're very late. So what's the answer, Leslie? Number three. Leslie. All right, thank you. Say hi to Jack, Leslie. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. There she goes. Patrick. Ben, the power couple should be the official team mom and team dad of the Ben Maller Show. It's number three. That team hasn't been relevant for a while. Patrick, the Uber driver, is going with the Longhorn story. Jed, who fled, what's the answer, Jed? FSU announcer Gene Deckerhall does the Buccaneers too. Hard knocks, number one. Jed's going with number one. What about John the Pie Guy? Can I pick uh, number 420? Uh, no, I'll go with. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we should keep him off the, off the air at this point. Call back, you know, maybe tomorrow. Uh, Radio Rich. And number one sounds like a winner. Okay. Rich is excited to play, as always. And big boy on the radio in Rochester. Yeah, I was going to say number three until I just remembered about Oregon and what they did with uh, over there. I'm going to go with number one, though. Number one. All right, big boy, we don't have time, but you are a winner, big boy. So are you, Jed and Rich. Story number one, the fake story. Good job by all. Your winners on Fact or Fiction. That vivid uh, offer, not legit to the tennis couple. Let's get to Cowboys Corner. We'll do that. We'll do it next. There's a whirlwind of excitement going on around our show Reddit page. Search our subreddit at Ben Maller's show and get the latest authentic listener-generated content about the Maller militia. Let's get back to the lunacy now with Ben Maller. Uh, big thanks to Ralph for those taped updates all night. We appreciate that. Tremendous job. Live to tape. Is that how they call it? Is that the, is that the technical term? Let's cowboy up on the Ben Maller Show. We go now to the mean streets of Windsor, Ontario, and cowboy John Brad. 
at 5.52 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on uh, Thursday, April 20, 2017. Hey, Toadstool. Happy day to everybody out there. And uh, <laughs> goodbye, Eric. Bring back the white women. Rest in peace. Uh, one of guy. my favorite all-time wrestlers, the outlaw Ron Bass. I'm just about Conway, that action, boss. Like dumb good old boy, uh, Jeff Brantley. And uh, Carmelo Anthony, I guess you really are a baller after all. I like Speaking my meat season. Well, bye. There he goes. Cowboy John Brad, where he goes, no one knows. See, Cowboy has condensed Cowboy's Corner. There was one point years ago on the weekend show that I did that I just let Cowboy go for about seven minutes, and it was just nonstop numbers and stats and data, and he just keep throwing that out over and over, and I was like, God. Take that for data. Now we've got Cowboy down to about 15 good seconds. About 15 good seconds. Out. Kick the coverage with Clay Travis warming up in the Fox Sports Radio bullpen. Send your jokes in for lame jokes. Check the podcast out. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.